I live in the American Gardens building on West 81st Street, on the 11th floor. My name is Patrick Bateman. I'm 27 years old. There is an idea of a Patrick Bateman, some kind of abstraction, but there is no real me, only an entity, something illusory. And though I can hide my cold gaze, and you can shake my hand and feel flesh gripping yours, and maybe you can even sense our lifestyles are probably comparable, I simply am not there. You're listening to the Buzzkill Podcast. Episode 253, Take 2. Welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast, where today we invite you back to our place where you'll probably get eaten by the end of the night, if you know what I mean. I do. I do. I am familiar with innuendo. In. Hip to be square. Copyright us. Cop- Fuck yeah. you, Huey Lewis. Yeah, Huey, come at me. Go, 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 come, come at me, bro. Come at me, bro. <laughs> yeah, we're using it. Yup, yup. We might get sued. Nah, we'll be good. We've we've named episodes after songs before. One, uh, of, our mo- one of our most popular <laughs> episodes. I have to imagine it's because people go on SoundCloud and they're like, oh, fuck yeah, I didn't know Eminem was on SoundCloud. <laughs> and then... He's a SoundCloud rapper, don't you know? <laughs> and then they listen, and then they listen to the first twenty seconds of our podcast, and they go, "What the hell we're, is uh, this shit?" We're talking about our most popular episode. Uh, I think my dad's gone crazy, <laughs> right? It's got so many plays. We should just we should just <laughs> name every episode after an Eminem song. It'd be oh, perfect, dude. That's a good idea, right? Yeah. Right. So we're renaming this one. This is Stan. Yeah. For no other reason. Why does he not? Why does he not have, like? <laughs> Why was D12 not called M and Them? Oh, my God. <laughs> right? Did you just come up with that? Just right off the dome. Mensa. Dude. <laughs> that's, some, that's some big brain stuff <laughs> that you just came up with. <laughs> that, that's the big brain stuff. <laughs> oh, that doesn't bode well for my future. M and Them. That's fucking, <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> What's going on, guys? I'm Mike. I'm Jim. And uh, yeah, like I said, uh, take two. Ter- turns out we just recorded 10 minutes and um, nothing recorded. <laughs> yeah. So there's a little peek behind oh, the curtain. Oh, so, oh, wait, hold on. Oh. Mensa just called. Men- men- Mensa. They just... Uh, <laughs> I just made a Mensa reference, Mike. What the fuck is Mensa? It's the it's the it's the Genius Club. Oh, <laughs> I don't know what the actual ac- acronym stands for, I've which is why I'm not a member. I didn't know there was a Genius Club. Uh, yeah, it's like you take the IQ. I I don't know. Is it actually Mensa is the largest and oldest oldest high IQ society in the world? That sounds lame as hell. See, not gonna lie. See now they should have called it High Q. High Q. See. This is why we need to start a new Mensa. <laughs> I don't think it's actually uh I don't think it's an acronym though, is it? Um, I don't know. Yeah, but you have Maybe. to have so you have to have a minimum the minimum accepted score on the Stanford Binet is 132, while for the Cattell it is 148. Easy. I'm already there. Oh fuck yeah, dude. But why do they measure this on something that washes your ass? <laughs> That's bidet. <laughs> oh, oh. Maybe I'm not there then. 
Oh, uh, my God. Um, hey, James. What? How's your last two weeks been? Good. Friend. Yeah. Friendo. Yes. Do anything fun? Uh, yeah, I went camping. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Three weeks in a row, we're talking about the same camping trip. <laughs> that is because of time travel, yeah. which we won't get into. No, that whole that whole <laughs> trying to figure out the past-present thing from last week was maybe one of the more annoying things I've ever listened to us talk about. Um, Ooh, what's up? What's up, girl? I got distracted. Yep, yep. <laughs> Ooh, hello. Wow. Um, <laughs> get yeah, it, get I, it, Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> I, didn't, I, I didn't mind it. I thought I thought it was funny. Um, no, it was no, it was fine. It was very confusing though. It was very confusing to try to like keep uh, our small brains just you know we'd you don't, be terrible at time travel. You don't uh, you don't really think that we're funny most of the time though. Oh, I, no one. I on the other hand think we're hilarious. Think we're. Eh, I wouldn't say hilarious. I think we're about as funny as your wife thinks we're funny. Oh, God. <laughs> we might as well just quit the show. Right? Yeah. Um, anyway, though, yeah, we went camping. We went camping, kayaking. It was a good time. It was a very good time. Yeah. Oh, you are a fucking genius, like Nostradamus shit over here. I'm oh, going to get sh- you a crystal ball, actually, for Christmas. So should I call Mensa? Yes, or, you should. Okay. You should. <laughs> Why? Um, Why do you Because say last week, you made a comment about something along the lines of walking by a tent and hearing, oh, God, I'm dripping. <laughs> Oh, I'm dripping. <laughs> Something like that. I forget what the context <laughs> I don't was. Remember what it was. But you actually had a moment exactly like that. Oh, yeah. You're fucking genius. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's so I pre- so I predicted the future. Um I did hear some people coiting. Coiting. Mid-coit. In oh. the in the dirty ass uh oh, bathrooms. Yeah. So I was I was visiting the men's room, uh, as one does. <laughs> sure. Before the power went out and the men's room got locked for everybody. What if what happens if people have to take a dump and the the men's room is locked? Uh you or go, the women's room. You, you go to the torture pit like I did. <laughs> oh, did you go to the vaulted toilet? I was with you. Are you <laughs> you <laughs> voice crack. <laughs> First of all, the voice crack. Second of all, you weren't with well, me. I was. You guys, we all walked down there. It was right next to your uh, folks' place. Oh, you went into the, the oh, shitter? Oh, yeah. No, I had to. During that? I had to. Oh, bombski, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we got hit with a pretty big storm, and it knocked the power out. So <laughs> they locked the bathrooms because, hey, everything has to be automated these days, and you can't flush the toilets uh, without... Motion sensors. The motion sensors. So. Whatever happened to a good old-fashioned plunger? Good old, Good old-fashioned plunger. What, why, not, what, not, not, not no, plunger, no, no. like no, the, the... Oh, like the, the plunger on the... Yeah, the plunger the handle. on the handle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I went to the bathroom. I was walking back to the... I was walking back to the site. And you know how it's set up, like, in the hallway on yeah. at Sleeper? Um, Sleeper State Park, that's where we were. <clears throat> I'm walking by the middle shower, which is, like, the, the big one. Mm-hmm. And I just hear... Uh, uh, and I go, hold up. Wait a tick. I was, like... I'm, I stopped, like, mid-stride, and I kind of, like, scooted backward... Yes, because I was did, being did you, a creep. Did you, did you make the same motion backwards? Like, did you actually? Oh make, yeah, like, like reverse tape. Hey, <laughs> like, <laughs> and so this at this point I'm being a creep because sure. I'm like it was probably just somebody like bending over to wash their ankle and they're like, huh? <laughs> you know? do you make that sound a lot? <laughs> <laughs> now that I'm older, yeah. <laughs> um, but then so I back up, I wait like a couple more seconds, and then I just hear, oh. oh Oh fuck! Oh my god, babe! <laughs> like, oh, and I fucking skedaddled. But uh, <laughs> like, who? 
who bangs in the shower at a campground? Uh, see, I'm those showers are not clean. I'm already like I'm already afraid to get like athlete's foot in there, right? That's like you yeah. never you never use a public shower without sandals on, right? You use protection. <laughs> Guarantee you, they weren't using any kind of protection. Absolutely. That it's girl's gonna get... that girl's gonna have athlete's foot inside of her athlete's vagina. That's and, what she's gonna have. And the guy has athlete's dick. Yes. See, now, in the right context... They just, they just came from the Olympics, apparently. <laughs> in the right context, that's not that bad. No, it's not, but in our context, gross. Um, I, You know what I would have done? I would have found a chair, I would have put it right outside the door, oh, found some popcorn, and then just waited for them oh, to I come Oh, I thought out. you meant, like, lock them in there with a chair. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, all they just do is bang the entire time. Yeah, but somebody would eventually have to come let them out, and then they would have to explain themselves. <laughs> explain yourself! We got locked in the shower. They don't have to tell everyone they were banging. Well, should should people even be showering together at a family campground? Yeah. And that's the thing. Don't bang in the showers at no. a fa- like this was. If it was nighttime, I kind of understand it a little, but still, you a little midnight romp in the shower. A little house? midnight romp. <laughs> Meet me in the bathhouse. <laughs> uh, but like, there was kids out and about. Sure. Like. Bleh. Don't be gross. You're looking like you got gross. No, no. Yeah. No. I don't believe you. No. There but was, anyway, yeah. No, ca- I, other other than that... Uh, I refuse to get gross because of how gross we actually were. Because the night that I was planning on taking a shower, which was Saturday night, uh, power went out. <clears throat> so by the time we got home mm. Sunday, it had been about three solid days since yeah. either of us had actually taken a shower. Well... Disgusting. We were in the lake, though. Yeah, but still, the lake was one thing. Then you you smell like lake water. It's gross. Yeah, it's just it's it's a bad time. Yeah, it's a bad. Plus, it was so hot at night. The, yeah, and then you put the clothes on and you get hot at night. Kind of seals in all the flavor. Yeah, and if you're and if you're <sighs> and if you're like my girlfriend, it's ninety fucking degrees out and she's sleeping with a goddamn blanket. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't my, get how she does it, but yeah, hey. my wife was in a. I she, I bought her a new. She wanted a specifically a flannel suitcase. I'm like. Or a flannel uh, sleeping bag. Okay. I'm like, you do know. Are you making her sleep in a suitcase? (laughs) (laughs) You do know that it's like 100 (laughs) degrees out, right? Yeah. Because she doesn't care. Uh I sleep hot. I sleep sleep hot. I was outside of my sleeping bag the whole time. As was I. I go to bed hot, but I wake up cool. Like, I I switch in the middle of the night. Like, I'll wake up. And I'll wake up cold and then want want the sheets. Yeah. Or the covers or blankets, whatever you have. Yeah. Um. She is the complete opposite. She'll go to bed cold, wake up hot. That doesn't make any sense. I know to me, we dude. we we both flip flop in the middle of the night. That doesn't make any sense. But going to bed cool. Going to, going to bed, go to bed cool. <laughs> going to bed so cool. Um. Anyway, though, yeah, camping was fun though. Yeah, it was good time. Kayaking was, was fun. Drank in, too much beer. Yeah. Um. Yep. In typical. Uh, well, maybe just enough. In typical, well, somebody drank too much beer. One of the, one of the people on our trip <laughs> drank a bit too much. Um, but in typical uh, champ awesome. out fashion, weather was awful until we got to the river, and then the heavens opened. Mm-hmm. Beautiful day. The second we leave, fucking storms. Shit. So yeah. hey, at least we got our good uh, our good kayaking day in. Yeah. So um, that's exciting. You know what else is exciting? It's written James? in the stars. What? I got a house. Hey, congratulations, Hey-o. man! Signed on the dotted line a couple of days ago. I didn't know this already. You, so this is news to me. You did not. Yeah. Wink, wink. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> uh, cool, man. When are you moving in? Uh, end of the month. End of the month Aroo. End of the month, and then I'll never see you again. Probably not. I mean, I'm literally only like five minutes away still. 
We'll never see you again. Instead of 500 paces, it's like... You're going to be further away than fucking Brian, and Ooh. I never see him. Yeah, but that's on purpose. Oh, that's a good point. That's, that's, not, that's on purpose, yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. Um, and I will be seeing you because we're moving the show over to your place. Yep, looks like I have to finally clean my basement. Yeah, so there's there's some changes coming to the show. Mm. Should we get into that? Oh, do you want to? I mean, what better time than the present? Hold on, I need more beer. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, yeah, so we've been doing this show for major announcement. Boo, boo, boo. That's, that's my major announcement. <laughs> here, I'll, I'll put something proper in right here. Major announcement! That sounded cool. Right? Yeah. That was awesome. That was really cool. Um, we've been doing the show for five years. Yeah. We have barely missed a week. Every now and then, like maybe twice a year, we might miss a week. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We're about to miss some more weeks. Oh, no. I know. I know. So Our, the, our, our fan is going to be so our, disappointed. <laughs> sorry, Josh. Uh, so here's the deal. Um Life is crazy, crazy, crazy hectic right now. Mm-hmm. Um, between my move and a bunch of other stuff going on, end of the year shenanigans, uh, you got projects that you're working on all the time. Yeah. Right? You sure. Know, yeah. Life is crazy way, right now. Way Point to make is. me sound like I got stuff going on. <laughs> <laughs> I got to include you somehow here. Uh, point is, life is crazy. Uh, we've, If you've been following the show, you've noticed that like episodes have been posted late simply because... I don't have enough time in my days to get everything done all the time, every week. Or or if you've been following the show, you, you'll notice that sometimes the episode doesn't go up on Facebook until like five days later. Uh, that's on me, because <laughs> I always forget that Mike doesn't have a Facebook anymore. Even though I tell you every week. I don't listen to you. Um, so yeah, so we have decided to change up our monthly formula a little bit. For the time being, it's just going to be for the immediate future you know we'll see what happens after like a couple of months uh-huh. uh but to kind of get back into the swing of things with me i'm going to be unpacking and packing for i swear to god until the end of the year probably okay um we've decided to start doing the show bi-weekly <gasps> the no. buzzkill podcast is going by <laughs> bust out the flags <laughs> i mean we all saw it coming right it's true i mean you could see it from a mile away um yeah, uh, we're just that's what we've decided to do. It's it's gonna take a load off of us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> or put more once, on us. <laughs> once 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 that stuff comes out of my mouth, it just it doesn't you, it doesn't it, it doesn't stop. Um, no, no, we're gonna we're gonna switch, switch to biweekly for the foreseeable future. Swallow it. Um, if we if it get that <laughs> if it get if it gets back to the point where uh, you know we can do it weekly again we will sure uh and and who knows there's gonna be probably some weeks where we're like hey let's uh let's do three episodes in a row instead of the bi-weekly thing sure, right yeah so it's our fucking show we can do what we yeah, want right we can do whatever the f- we can do whatever we want but shut up but it's weird though because we've literally been doing this show every single week for five years mm-hmm. which is a bigger commitment than i've given anything i think ever in my life <laughs> literally i don't know how your girlfriend would feel about you saying that but if if I can't say that in six years, then we have a problem. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, still, honestly, honestly, God, though it really is. So even any band that we've ever been in, yeah, I don't think has ever lasted five years. Maybe Search did for you, but still going, baby. Yeah, yeah, but not yeah. without its uh, breaks in between. The boys are buzzing in a week. 
in a week. Oh, in it's week. right. You're taking like a whole bunch of time off, aren't you? To yeah, coming to town to write a new record, bub. <sighs> Damn, heard it here heard, first. Heard it here first. Heard it here first. Um, but anyway, though, so yeah, so that's the announcement. Uh, we're gonna try it to being that October is coming up, and that's kind of our bread and butter month. So it kind of sucks that we're doing this right now. Bread and butter. We're gonna. We got some ideas about how we can fill the time, fill the gaps, if you will. Yeah. You know, fill fill the thigh gap. Yeah. Of each other. Yes. Like, each other's lives. That's I it. like where the you thigh took, gap of each other's lives. We're I gonna like where it. you took this. Um, but yeah, so we'll announce that though. I don't want to say anything too premature. Got enough of that in my life, so <laughs> we're gonna hold on to those thoughts for now. But uh, hopefully, within the next week or two, we will announce what we're gonna, what we're, what our ideas are. Maybe on the next episode, yeah, we'll announce what our ideas are. Um, but uh, but yeah, so this week and then nothing next week. We're starting it pretty much right away. Yeah. Um, sorry for the late notice. So, uh, I guess, I guess in a way, I guess in a way what you could do is since our episodes are so fucking long, right? Uh, you could listen to the first hour one week, come back and then hold off, watch the movie, show a little willpower and then, and then listen to the second half. Absolutely. Split it up. You got it. Split it up. It's boom. Boomski. It's boom. It's boomski. (laughs) It's boomski. (laughs) It is Boomski. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that's uh, that's our big announcement. Uh, that's uh, yeah, like I said, for probably the next three months, I would say, and then we'll reevaluate. It, it kind of sucks because usually when you have a big announcement, it's something cool and awesome. Yeah, this is more something kind of shitty, but it's a, it is what it is. For no, right it, now. well, it's shitty for the show, but it's 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 making at least my life a lot easier right now. So I can't mm. really be too mad at it. Uh, everything makes my life easier if I'm not around you. So it's also making my life easier. Okay, then. Yep. Keep that in mind. <laughs> um, well, uh, speaking of uh, the last five years, let's get into some corrections. Yeah, that's a good idea. Stupid! You're so stupid! All right. We got uh, we got two weeks worth of corrections, James. Oh, boy. Two whole weeks. <laughs> oh, this is going to take a while. It's, uh, actually, it's not, it's not actually quite so bad. Oh, um, right. I have mine split. Um, actually, no, I actually don't think that I had any corrections from last week's episode. They're okay. all from the first. Okay. Uh, unless you did. But um, my uh, my corrections here, Ric Flair is 72 years old. Woo! Not the late 60s like I thought he was. Okay. And he did not wrestle a match on the NWA 73 show. Oh. He was just kind of back in the fold, talked about, like, you know, his career, and that was it. This is all super important uh, information no, to me. If, if if anybody else was a fan, though, and they listened to that, they could be deceived by me saying that he wrestled the match. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. It's for the fans, James. You, it's you, for you. you. You give the nature boy <laughs> his propers. Damn straight. Um, okay, uh, mm. this is from Vito. Dick Miller was in every feature film of Joe Dante's. However, he was not... In every single one of his like shorts or anthology things or like TV projects and all right. that stuff, right. so he wasn't in everything Joe Dante did, but all of his feature films, yes. Uh, and then also from Vito, uh, apparently uh, "Leave It to Beaver" took place in the town of Mayfield, and in the Burbs, it's the street called Mayfield. Hey, that was that was what it, what we were talking about. It wasn't the same street. Leave so. it to Vito to come up with. Leave it to Vito. <laughs> Leave it to Vito. Leave it to Vito. Uh, me. Yeah, what do you got? All right, here we go. TNN. We were wondering if TNN was an actual network. Oh, it was. It was. Do you know what it was originally, though? What it was originally? Yeah. Uh, Like, was it a different name? I got a little bit of a history here for you. (sighs) Okay. TNN, the Nashville network. Oh. See, I remember it mostly as this. TNN, the the Nashville network, because it was kind of the competitor to CMT. 
Oh. Okay. Okay. So the Nashville Network, which was country music, acquired pro wrestling. Mm -hmm. And then once it acquired pro wrestling, it switched formats and became TNN. Uh, then that changed to the National Network. Uh, then it reformatted as the new TNN, the new TNN to compete with TNT, TBS, and USA, and that's when it picked up the kind of programming that you were talking about. So TNN was not a Turner property then. No, interesting. You're thinking of TCM. No, Turner well, there was that, but that, but but uh, TBS TNT and TNT are both are Turner. both Turner, right? Yeah. Okay. Um. So after, so they were. TNN, the new TNN was uh, set up to compete with TNT, TBS, and USA. After a key demo change, the network was relaunched as Spike TV. Ah, yeah? okay. Okay, so okay. I knew Spike TV was something before it, right. too. Didn't know it was TNN. Right. Okay. So Spike TV in 2003, that was later changed to simply Spike in 2006. And one final rebranding, which occurred in 2018, is it is now called Paramount Network. Yes. And that's it. All right. Uh, also, I feel so much smarter now. Also, just a, a few silly corrections from two weeks ago. Uh, we said, hey, it's going to be a shorter episode. This this second episode we're recording is going to be a shorter episode because we only... Yeah, def, it was actually longer. Considerably longer. Uh, Guardian Angels was the thing I was looking for. Uh, the, pe- yes. the angels in, in New York. Yep. Um, everyone, everyone is listening to us in the future. Oh, I made a big deal out of us that, recording two weeks in a, two weeks in advance, and people go and like and saying like you're listening to us from the future. Everybody's listening to us in the future. That's true. Like because we record this and then we release it, and people listen to what we've already recorded. Oh shit! So that right. was I'm, so we're so we time travel every week. I'm not fit for Mensa. Um, Mike's birthday gift did not make it to him yet. It did not. Nope, that's so true. So you, yeah. uh, the future, you weren't you you weren't good at telling the f- the future. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sorry, Vito. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't good at predicting the future because we did not, in fact, get arrested because I forgot to take my death whistle to the campground. Mm, you did, yeah. I was very disappointed. But uh, and that's it. <laughs> when I, when I, we were pulled over in the gas station before we left or whatever, and I look at you and I go, "Did you remember to bring your thing?" And I I tried to make the whistle thing with my hand, but it just looked like a like I was sucking a dick. It was a blo- you, it was it was definitely the blowjob. And thing. you were talking to like some old lady or something. I was talking to some old lady and her husband. These this cute little old couple who were like pumping gas together. Like the guy got out of the the, the maybe they were in the bathroom. The little old lady got out to pump the gas, and then her her uh, husband gets out to stand with her while she's pumping gas. It was really cute. But they were also like pumping gas into some cans and stuff, and. Uh, and also, I told him that I liked his shirt because mm-hmm. his shirt said, uh, "His shirt said, if this was a butcher shop, you'd be the prime rib." <laughs> <laughs> I said, "I really like your shirt." And his wife goes, "He used to work in the meat industry." And I go, "I bet he did." <laughs> um, yeah. And then you gave me the blowjob sign, and I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Oh, so you were talking about the, the whistle, wh- that, the, whistle. the death yeah. whistle? Yeah. Okay. I forgot the death whistle, and I also forgot my brand new hatchet, which I bought specifically for the champ out. Yeah, sounds like you were on top of the world. It really pissed me off. I realized that when we stopped at Scott's Quick Stop to pick up an AK-47. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and came for the AK-47, walked out with ice cream. Oh, the ice cream was so delish, good. though. Jesus Christ. The baby-sized ice cream? It's too it's, fucking big, dude. It, dude, the baby-sized ice cream, I couldn't finish mine. I I tossed like about a quarter of it out the window. Who, I was going to be sick if I ate the rest of it. Who gets anything other than a baby size? How much ice cream do you think it's thrown away from that place? 
it's got to be 75% of that ice cream gets wasted, right? It's got to be. The baby side, it comes in a giant waffle cone, and it's literally like three huge scoops. Oh, yeah. It's massive. It's huge. <laughs> and I ate the whole thing, and I felt like shit Yes, yeah, so that's why I avoided that. Um, um, yeah. yeah. So anyway, that uh, that does it for corrections from last week. Okay. So let's this not, week... Let's not time travel anymore, because apparently we're terrible at that. Yeah, we're bad at time yeah, travel. Yeah. Damn it. Um, what did we watch this week? See, James? I had high hopes for myself, too. I always thought I would make a good time traveler. Um, so this week, Michael, yes, sir, we finally got around to watching American Psycho. We did. First time for me. The Mar- first time watch. The Mary Heron picture. Mm-hmm. Um, adaptation of the novel by of the same name. Brad by Easton Ellis. Right? Brett Easton Ellis. Brett Easton Ellis. Son of a bitch. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, which I actually just finished. I'm gonna try not to. That's the problem when we talk about movies that I have read the books to. I actually to. feel like this one, not to, not that I want to get into talking about the movie right now, but I feel like it's okay to compare this one right. to the book because the movie plays like a book. It does. And I know the that a lot of the lines like... from the movie were directly lifted from the book. Yeah. So I feel like this one's perfectly fine to compare it and contrast for a little sure. bit. For sure. So okay. I will uh, be leaning on you heavily for that, though. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, so to go with that, this is quite a find, uh, from Surly Brewing Company, which I think we've had one Surly before, yeah, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, uh, one or two. Okay, this is called Todd the Axeman, it's, which, you know... It's Patrick you the Axeman. Yeah, if you don't get the reference, then you've probably never seen American I was, Psycho. I was really trying to find a business card beard. Who knew? There's no business card beards. <laughs> All of the beers that we can't manage to find, we should start a brewery and specifically make oh those God, beers. Right? Yeah. Buzzkill Brewery. So this is actually it, this is Todd the Axe Man. It's got uh, like a a double headed bearded axe on one side, mm-hmm. and then it's got the headstock of a guitar on the other side. Mm-hmm. The Axe Man, uh, and it really like this would have been good if we ever did a Todd versus the Book of Pure Evil. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of fucked that one. <clears throat> we, got, we got a couple other series we need to finish, though, before we start a new one. True. We got a new season of Hellier coming out. Oh. So we do we so not, it's not uh, yet, so we're not really behind on that one. We still have to finish our Ash versus Evil Dead series. We still never finished Castle Rock. We never finished Ash versus Evil Dead. No, we got one more season to go. We only oh, did yeah. two. Uh, we never did Castle Rock season two, which I still want to do. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So we're we're a little oh, bit behind on our series. Jane Lewis, <laughs> I think she goes a little crazy though, <laughs> which might be hot. I don't know. Um, I think my Jane's gone crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Pick up an axe. This bright IPA has hop character as intense as a thrash metal guitar. You can tell that the person who wrote this doesn't listen to thrash metal. Oh, and this actually works because <laughs> music is a big part of... Uh, yeah. Pfft, look at that. It's hip to be square. A background of Golden Promise Malt. Golden Promise Malt? That sounds fancy. A background of Golden Promise Malt cleaves through the citrus notes created by massive amounts of citra and mosaic hops. <clears throat> Pour this in a tulip glass and let the aromas and flavors assault your senses. This beer is named in honor of Surly's founding brewer and metal guitarist Todd Hogg, who created this beer in collaboration with Amager Briggis in Denmark. Amager Briggis sounds like that's de- that's got to be like a black metal singer or something, mm-hmm. right? I was thinking uh, a comment that you made uh, in the past. That sounds like it's probably a Rammstein song. <laughs> 
Amiga Brigus. Brewed and canned by Surly Brewing Company, Minneapolis, and Brooklyn Center, Minnesota. Minnesota, eh? Yeah. Oh, it's real surly. He's he's Todd, the surly axe man there. And it's a 7.2%er. 7.2. Holy shit. All right, let's let's pour this out. Holy shit. Oh, you already poured it. It it looks like a giant glass of piss. I'm not going to lie. Ooh. It's the the best kind of beer. Dreams do come true. No, but really, though, it's more yellow than amber. (laughs) Amber's amber's not that yellow, dude. That's why I'm saying, though, which is a little bit concerning. I think Todd the Axe Man might have just pissed in a jug. Did it say that it pours out amber? And he likes the taste. Oh, nice reference. Right. Cheers. Cheers. Smells kind of nice, does it? Yeah. Maybe he ate pineapple. (laughs) Pineapple. Pineapple. It's tasty. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's that's a pretty good, eh? Pretty good. Yeah, Doc Dodd knows how to make a good beer. That their dad knows how to make a good beer. Okay. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh man. Okay. Um. Yeah. No, delicious though. Uh, I. I'm fairly certain the other surly that we've had, one or two that we've had, was also very good. And I feel like this is going to be one of those companies that's going to be kind of like Brewdog, where they don't make a bad beer. I kind of feel like they're. Uh, they got good flavors going on. Yeah, They're not going to put out. Uh, not going to put out bad stuff. They're also not going to put out, which is a kind of a deal breaker for me. Mm, I don't know. They <laughs> they do have a direct current beer, Ooh. so they might be into that kinky shit. You know, yeah. car batteries and uh, jumper cables. Oh, they could we, be into that. We could shit. watch Crank. We could. We it's could not watch. a horror movie, but that's true. We could also watch. There's got to be a horror movie. Actually, the movie that we're talking about tonight in the book. He, oh, he does that to a woman. Oh, hooks her up to a car battery. I've seen that online. Oh god, a couple times <laughs> on purpose. Uh. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, yeah. Delicious anyway, stuff. that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. Let's get into the bleed feed. <clears throat> we do the bleed feed first, dumbass. Oh shit, you're right. <laughs> the bleed feed. It's time for the Blade Feed. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Do it. Um, all right, we got two weeks worth of news to catch up on here, so I'm just going to be as brief about it as I can. Okay, be, you should be. Cherry I have, pick. Because I have 790,000 Blu-rays to talk about. However, the streak has been broken. Because we do have a death to talk about. It's a big one. Too. I know, I know. Uh, not really a big horror guy. So I guess like the horror actor streak is still good. Yeah. But um, we couldn't not talk about the death of uh, Ed Asner. Yeah. Um, guy was a fucking legend. Legend. Over 400 projects in his career. Guy was 91 years old. That's ridiculous. He died of old age. What do I always say? If you're past 90, you can die whenever you feel like it. You've, you've lived a life. <laughs> Do we have to do this again? <laughs> you don't ever say that. Well, now I have, because I think this is the same thing I said before. Okay. So now but I we have we fought said. about it last time. 
Okay, what now I, that you've said what it. What do I always say, James? That's a big bucket of win. <laughs> big bucket but of now win. that you've said the other thing twice, I will allow it from now there on. There you go. Um, yeah, Ed Asner, uh, he was famous from the Mary Tyler Moore show. Um, however, he was sort of connected to. You named one thing that well, he's famous for. <laughs> I don't have a list in front of me. Um, he was in a, a ton of stuff, though. God, uh, what was he? What was he most famous? Mary Tyler Moore. He was Santa in the worst Christmas movie of all time. Bro, shut Elf. up! Shut up! It's awful. Uh, he was the old man in Up, yep. which he actually looks like the old man in Up too. I'm I don't know if they fairly certain that's by design. Is Michael. it by design? Okay. Yes. I don't know. He was an El Dorado. Uh, IMDb tells me, but um, you know, he he kind of looks like uh, the guy that played Mario Mario in. The Mario movie. Oh, I can't think of his name. Bob, uh, Bob. Bob Hoskins. He looks like Bob Hoskins a little bit eh, in his younger days. I don't know. I can see it. Eh, um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, come on, look at this. You don't think he looks like Bob Hoskins? Eh, no, not yeah, really. come on. Not really. Anyway, um, he was in Bones. A couple episodes of oh, Bones. 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 With David Boreanaz. David Boreanaz was a vampire <sighs> in Angel. Yeah, that's horror. So well, he's connected. He, was, he also did some voice work on uh, Gargoyles. Gar- oh, the, the animated series. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Which Gargoyles, I would say, kind of falls in. Uh, it, it's not it's it's gothic. Not, it's not horror, but it's gothic. It kind sure. of falls into it. And he did voice work on uh, some of the some of the DC shows. I think Superman and Batman. Okay. Um. So you know. So he's he's, he's genre adjacent. Yeah. He's exactly. Yeah. I'd, I'd say that's a good way to put it. Yeah. So uh, rest in peace to uh, Ed Asner, though. And actually, I think one of his last, I want to say one of his last uh, projects that he was working on is, or was, a horror. Really? Yes. Or, or again, horror adjacent. But I don't know for sure. Okay. Uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah. But so- yeah, rest in peace. What a legend. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, over 400 acting credits. Just insane, dude. Yeah. Like that's, that's so much work. Yep. Born 1929. It's so weird to me that there are still people alive from that era. <laughs> it seems like so long ago. You know? I know. Yeah. It's Pretty crazy. soon there's not going to be, in all fairness. But. Yep. All right. Let's see here. Um, the Cabinet of Curiosities is a new Netflix anthology show uh, from Guillermo del Toro, which is very exciting because oh. anything with del Toro's name on it, I'm in for. Um, and it was announced this week that uh, some of the directors um, were announced, mm-hmm. uh, and they're pretty heavy hitters. Jennifer Kent is on is one of them. Okay. Panos Cosmanos Ooh. is one of them. Nice. Uh, Anna Lynn, um, how do you say her last name? Uh, Anna Lynn Amapur yep. is another one. Vincenzo Natali. Is another one. It's a big um, list, man. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, it's being described as from macabre to magical, gothic to grotesque, or classically creepy. The eight sinister tales, including two original works by Del Toro, will be brought to life by a team of writers and directors personally chosen by Del Toro himself. Dope. Pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, uh, David it. S. Goyer wrote one, which he's famous for like Batman and shit. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just awesome though. Um, <laughs> very excited about that. Uh, there's a dude. There's a lot of shows coming out, and TV and movies and shows coming out this Halloween season. Yeah, that I cannot wait to sink my teeth into. I can't keep up with shit. Oh, I, I, that in, can I do. in a way that that might be one of the benefits of only doing the show once every two weeks. Is we like, can I can watch actually watch yeah. some stuff that's not just for the show. Yep. Speaking of uh, watching shit, uh, you're gonna have to wait a little bit longer to watch Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh no! Womp, womp. I thought the days of pushing shit were over now. 
Because of COVID. <laughs> the days of pushing, pushing shit. shit. Oh. Not if you not if you work in San Francisco. Yeah, oh, then you're, then oh you're, you're thinking of it in a different way. Then you're pushing shit around all the time. Um, no, <laughs> Ghostbusters I'm Afterlife. Say not if you're doing time, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife was pushed a week to uh, from November 19th. Uh, I'm sorry, it was from November 11th to November 19th. So it's only a week. What the fuck? But they moved, <laughs> uh, apparently they moved Top Gun Maverick uh, into 2022 along with Mission Impossible 7 and Jackass Forever, which I'm bummed about because I really want to see that new Jackass movie. It looks yeah. fucking way better than it has any right to. <laughs> I thought I thought for sure I was going to be just... Comp- I, like When I heard that there was a new Jackass movie, I was completely disinterested. Yeah, yeah. And then you made me watch the trailer, and it looks fantastic. Oh, dude, great. Um, but anyway, though, uh, yeah, so I'm uh, bummed that we have to wait a week. Can, but... I ta- can I talk about what we're doing right now? Sure, go for it. These, we got these cooling towels for our necks. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Mike got these cooling towels for his neck, and he was kind enough to give me one. There you go. <laughs> I can keep this, though, right? Because you don't want my sweaty-ass neck all up in your stuff. How much your sweaty-ass, period. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, these not, are, I'm not doing time. These are so... These are so... <laughs> Oh, uh, uh, these are uh, so nice. So, yeah, dude, they're, it's they're keeping great. me so. And, cool. well, and I have to. I don't usually run the AC in here when we're recording, so it gets a little toasty. You know, talking. So this it gets a little toasty. This uh, you know, keeps the body temp down. Uh, anyway, moving on here. Uh, Shutter uh, has announced it's the Halloween season, so we're getting all the good stuff. Oh yeah. Shutter has announced and started its sixty-one days of Halloween because Shutter is like us. Yes. Halloween season starts in September. Absolutely. I don't care what anybody says. It's yeah. the start of it's not really the start of fall because it's still technically summer, but yeah. if you if you live in Michigan, it feels like fall yep. these last couple days. Yes. Uh 61 days of Halloween. Some highlights from this. The new VHS movie oh. is uh, gonna be coming on October 6th. That's cool. pretty awesome. It's VHS 94. Um also uh the new Joe Bob special. Joe Bob's back with his uh Halloween hoedown, which is on October 8th, 9 p.m. Dope. So that's pretty. Uh, it's pretty fantastic. So uh, if you're a big Shutter fan like uh, we are, you can get into that. Also, you got like Creep Show season three, the new series of Slasher, a uh, whole bunch of other stuff. So pretty awesome. Uh, get get Shutter. It's uh, not uh, not a sponsor, but we love it. Five bucks a month. Yeah, man. Dummy. Uh, speaking of Halloween and uh, costumes and stuff, I guess we weren't really talking about that, were we? It was a good segment. It was good. It was really yeah. good. Um. <laughs> Spirit Halloween is uh, it's pretty famous, at least around these parts, for all your Halloween needs. It's famous for it's famous for setting up shop in the how did somebody put it the other day? Setting up shop in the still warm entrails of our childhood. <laughs> pretty much. It's like what was it it's all like, the Toys R Us? All the got Toys R Us <laughs> turned into Spirit Halloween. Yep. Uh anyway though, this is actually kind of a cool. Uh they have Locked down the rights to do an entire thing with Killer Clowns from Outer Space this oh, year. Oh, sweet. So if you're going into a Spirit Halloween this year, you can get a whole bunch of Killer Clowns shit, which is pretty awesome. Uh, from costumes to glassware <laughs> to like just generalized, you know, decor. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Right. But that's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Um, speaking of Halloween masks. Yeah. Have you ever wanted to spend $2,000 on Nicolas Cage's face? Yeah. Good news. <laughs> you can get the hyper-realistic Nicolas Cage mask for $2,000. Hold on. Only 30 of them are being made. Hold on. Here. And it's Nick Cage from Mandy. It's Red Miller from Mandy. What? Hold on. And I got to be honest up. with you. 
it doesn't look near as good as I would expect for two thousand dollars. No, that's not <laughs> that's not a two thousand dollar mask, dude. That's not. That's like maybe a twenty five dollar mask. Well, I'm, no, I mean it's like a couple hundred dollar mask, but that's that's yeah. not good enough. Yeah, that's it's a bit much. I've seen Hooser, uh, who's Hooser, uh, Hooser. Who's the Hooser? Uh, Logan. Ryan Logan. Oh, yeah. His Friday the 13th Like mask. his Friday the 13th mask that fits every contour of his face perfectly. Um, I can't remember the name of the uh, the company who, ma- who made that mask, but it's way better than this. Oh, yeah. This one's got the... Fr- this is not good, dude. What? This isn't good. What do you mean? It's, it's got the what? This, it's got... It, it's like it doesn't have the eye cutouts to where it you know surrounds your eye socket so that you're real it's got little holes in the middle of the pupils yep. for your that's bullshit <laughs> yeah it's not great <laughs> it's not good but hey if you got that fuck you money you want to throw it around i guess i guess, I guess you can spend two grand in nick cage's head so that's cool um you know what else is cool the new fede alvarez produced texas chainsaw massacre is not only done but it's been sold to netflix that is cool uh which is actually kind of exciting like I was reading an article on Bloody Disgusting the other day about how it's actually probably good that a lot of these franchises are going to Netflix because they get a lot more revenue. And if these movies went straight to theaters and did bad, that's it for those franchises. Probably. Right. If they're not going to make money. They're not going to make more right. of them. Whereas a company like Netflix, they got that built-in audience already. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of a good deal. Um, it, t- it took me a little while to get to the point where I was like, you know, I'm bored for the because I, I I don't like change, you know. <laughs> sure, I don't like change. So, uh, getting on board with things, skipping the theater and going straight to Netflix and stuff like that. I don't know. I was just like, eh, why why are we why are we doing this? But now Come you don't. On. But now you don't have to leave your house. That's true. That's true. It's a big I, I like leaving my house. I like going to the theater. You know, I love the experience of the theater. But uh, shut up. Um. <laughs> I'm on board with it, though. You know, no, I'm I'm excited it, for it because of, that's the thing. Like, if if it tanked at the theater because people aren't going out to the theaters, then that's it. Yeah. Um, but this way, more revenue means more movies, and it's it's old man Leatherface. I'm so fucking yeah. excited. Yeah, for I'm that. stoked for that. Um, anyway, though, yeah, there's no uh, release date for it yet, but if they're smart, they'll release it in October. So hopefully, that's just around the corner. A release date for it. Um, but, uh, that's exciting. James. Yeah. What's new on HD DVD? Oh, that actually, that might kind of thin my list out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nothing. <laughs> All right. Um, here we go. Ready? Wrote a poem for you. Trick or treat. Smell my feet. A brand new Blu-ray hits the street on the 5th of October from Code Red and Kino Lorber. That it, just fucking. This is why we had to wait an hour to start. Yeah. Sweet uh, Jesus. <laughs> Trick or Treats from 1982 has been repressed and will hit shelves on October 5th. Uh, what's better than Nick Cage in a skin tight leather jumpsuit? Nothing. That's incorrect. Nick Cage in a skin tight leather jumpsuit that's rigged to explode. Yep, that'll do it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Prisoners of the Ghostland, starring Nick Cage and Bill Mosley, will be coming to theaters and VOD on September 17th, followed by a DVD and Blu-ray release on November 16th. Wow, cool. Uh, Prano, I don't know if it's Prano or Prano. Censor. The director of Censor. I think it's Prano. 
Prano? I think it's we'll Prano. We'll go with yeah. Prano. That sounds right. She was just on the movie Crypt. I haven't listened to it, though, so if I did, I would have known. Okay, well. But I think it's Prano. Might be a correction, though. Prano, <laughs> Prano Bailey Ray's 2021 film Censor, which we uh, just covered a couple weeks ago on the show, mm-hmm. will be hitting shelves on DVD uh, on September 14th. But we'll also be coming to 4K Ultra HD from Vinegar Syndrome's newly formed Vinegar Syndrome Pictures. Ooh. A, quote, fresh sub-branding dedicated specifically to the production and distribution of carefully curated, often daring, first fun, genre-based feature films exclusively photographed on motion picture film. That's a mouthful. I'd like to tell you more about this release, but it appears that the rest has been removed to protect listeners from hearing something unpleasant. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, if you own a region-free Blu-ray player, you're in luck, friendo, because October 27th, you'll have the opportunity, nay, the privilege, of owning Blair Witch 2, mm. Book of Shadows, <laughs> on Blu-ray. <laughs> you also get the other two crappy movies. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Also, uh, also, Blair Witch Project and Blair Witch uh, will be on there, but whatever. I wonder if it's going to be region-free, though. Because a lot of times uh, those Aero discs, they say they're region B, but they're pressed... Region well, this isn't so. this isn't Arrow, is it? Oh, I thought it was Arrow. No, this is from uh, German company Burnenblatt Home Video. Oh, I thought it was an Arrow release. Uh, it's bringing all three Blair Witch movies together into a collection, which will be out on October twenty seventh, and looks rather bewitching with its new artwork. The artwork, the new is artwork sick. yeah, it's, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I like it a lot. <clears throat> Dark Star Pictures and Bloody Disgusting collaborated in 2020 to bring us uh, the Giallo-inspired slasher The Last Matinee on VOD, and it is now headed to Blu-ray via OCN distribution. In addition to The Last Matinee, directed by Maximiliano Contente, which is an awesome name, the release will also include Frankenstein, Day of the Beast, the film that is playing in the movie theater in The Last Matinee. Ooh. So that's pretty cool. That's awesome. Uh, and also Munico Viviente V, which might be five. I don't know. Contenti's first feature. Uh, okay. The Blu-ray will also be jam-packed with tons of special features. Pre-orders are set for October 1st on Vinegar Syndrome's website, or as you, I learned earlier from you, because you're a cool guy, Vincent. Because I didn't know what that meant nobody until you. Call, t- no, nobody calls it that. Oh, so fuck, <laughs> oh, fuck! Did you see what Vincent's doing? Does anybody say that, or is it just oh, you? <laughs> All right. The Green Knight, which is currently available to stream, will be hitting 4K, Blu-ray, DVD, and digital on October 12th from Lionsgate. And I'm not going to say any. I'm not going to say much more about this okay. one because I would like to watch it soon. I agree. Possibly get our buddy Tank on to watch it because it feels like it'd be right up his alley. Yep. Um. And, uh, yeah, that's it. That's it. And also, it's, it's an excuse for ending that one early because I have 75 more Blu-rays to talk about. Uh, as you may remember, Scream Factory announced earlier this summer that plans to release Halloween 1 through 5 on 4K with the full Scream Factory treatment, including loads of special features. Uh, probably the most noteworthy being the long-lost alternate opening sequence of Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers, featuring the appearance of Dr. Death, the hermit who performs incantations on Michael Myers and tattoos him with the thorn rune to bring him back to life. One more time? Thorn rune uh, to bring him back to life after the events of the previous film. Mm -hmm. Halloween 5 will also contain extra gore scenes that were originally cut out to obtain an R rating. Fun fact, that opening sequence Mm -hmm. uh, was cut together with parts from the actual released version of Halloween 5. Really? Uh, the the guy that did the restoration uh, quickly realized when putting the footage together that they actually did use parts of that opening 
in what we know as the opening to Halloween 5. Really? But there was also no audio on the tapes. So all the audio that you're going to hear on this restored intro mm-hmm. is all brand new created audio oh. for that. Because there was, like I said, they don't know if there was if there was like an in-camera thing where they didn't record audio uh-huh. or if there's a missing reel somewhere. Who knows? But, Interesting. But yeah, so all the audio was re, remade for it, which I think is actually awesome. Huh. A, lot of, a lot of care went into getting this out there. Yeah, so it's for sure. Cool. <laughs> a lot of care for such a shit movie. I know, right? <laughs> All right, Terror Vision Films will be bringing WNUF Halloween special to the blue to Blu-ray for the first time ever, along with a list of three other films that will make up the first releases for the new label, Terror Vision. Uh, WNUF is currently up for pre-order on Vinegar Syndrome. Uh, I was really stoked to hear about the um, Scream Factory Krampus 4K Ultra HD release mm-hmm. uh, with a brand new, never be never before seen cut of the film. But according to Michael here, it's been pulled from the release schedule. I re- yeah, I read online that it was actually pulled from their schedule, and it's it's not gone from the website. There's just no release date for it now. So I don't know if something Bounce happened it. with it or, you know, whatever. If if they lost the rights to it, it wouldn't even be listed on the website. So right. that bodes well. Maybe yeah. there was just an issue with production, and they don't want to um, promise that date anymore. Who knows? I hope that this one. I hope that this one comes back around. I love, I love Krampus. Like it oh, to great. me, it, to me, it's become a new uh, holiday standard. Last year, I had a giant mug of hot chocolate with rum in it mm. out of my Ninja Turtles mug, mm. sitting there watching Krampus, eating a couple of cookies. I had a great night. Um, got a little drunk because I put too much rum in the, <laughs> in the cocoa on accident. On accident, of course. But I love that movie. And this never before seen cut is. Supposedly has a bunch of stuff put back in. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm stoked to see that if the, if it actually ever I, comes to fruition. I doubt they would release it as a standalone because it does not come with the original version. Right. It's just this new cut, and I right. feel like they wouldn't release just the new cut if it was thirty seconds of gore put back in or something like that. You know. No, what I'm I feel so, like it's got to be a substantial amount. You would hope so. At Plus least. the artwork looks dope. Yeah, the artwork's pretty awesome. Uh, Michael. Yes. Leslie Nielsen as Dracula. Mm. Comedy horror spoof, mm. Mel Brooks, mm-hmm. 1995. Mm-hmm. That's really all I need to say Dracula Dead and Loving about it. Dracula Dead and Loving It, uh, which will be headed to Blu-ray from Scream Factory on November 23rd. Have you ever seen this movie? Not a great movie. It's uh, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not fun, what, though. It's fun. It's not one of Mel Brooks' right, best movies by any stretch of the imagination. I love Leslie Nielsen, though. I think he's one of the funniest people oh, to have ever lived. Like, yeah, I agree just ridiculous. Um, Don't call me Shirley. Don't. <laughs> Exactly. Nobody else um, could make that line funny except no, for him. Not at all. Um, yeah. I I uh I remember seeing this movie when I was younger. I thought it was really funny. I don't know if it's still funny, but we'll see. <laughs> uh Phantom of the Mall was awesome. Oh, we God. talked about it on the show. Yep. That was a uh, that was an unexpectedly fun movie. Yeah. Especially watching it with Jen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Made it so much better. Um you should watch it. Yeah. But more importantly, you should pick it up on Arrow Video Limited Edition Blu-ray. Limited edition. That's why on I, November twenty third. That's why I thought Blair Witch was Arrow. I was looking at this. There you go. That's it. Uh, it's loaded with all kinds of fun stuff. It has dope artwork, and most importantly, the theme song was written by the Vandals. Yep. And I think there's a special feature where they talk to uh, fuck. I can't remember. There's his a whole name. brand new making of singer from the Vandals. Yeah. What the hell's yep. his name? I don't know his name. 
Damn it. I know I that Josh Freese is the drummer of the Vandals. Josh Freese is the drummer for everybody. But his original <laughs> band was the Vandals, though. That's where he started. Oh, did he really? Yeah, that's that's his, that's his, his OG band. God, talk about a guy who's just fucking worked with everybody in the music industry, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. He's um, like the Dirk Diggler of music. <laughs> He's fucked with everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Uh, oh, but yeah, there's a whole brand new making of uh, uh, documentary yeah, yeah, yeah. about the movie on there, which yeah. I'm hyper into there's a book there's like a poster there's lobby cards oh, yeah. like it's one of those big thick arrow editions which oh, those big old thickies oh, so thick love it um <laughs> all right uh west Cra- west cravens the hills have eyes you know it you love it arrow video is bringing it to 4k with a limited edition package on november 9th boo. just get it boo just get it movie doesn't need 4k sorry you don't need it's supposed 4K. to that movie is supposed to sorry that movie is supposed to look kind of shitty and gritty I feel like 4K is not going to do it any uh, justice. Shitty and gritty. Shitty and, Shitty gritty. and gritty, dude. Another that's sticker idea. That's how I like my sex. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> all right. Um, last but not least here, all the haunts be ours. All the... I feel like I need to say it more folksy. All the haunts be ours. You sound like a pirate. Yeah, I did. <laughs> my pirates are kind of folksy. Eh. All the haunts be ours. <laughs> That just sounded like an Irish guy who <laughs> moved to America 15 years ago and still has a little bit of the Irish left, but not really. All the Hans Piars. <laughs> uh, a brand new 15-disc compendium of folk horror from Severn Films will feature 12 Blu-rays, 3 CDs, and 20 feature films and hours of shorts, commentaries, featurettes, and more. I uh, didn't take down the list of movies because... I just read off nine thousand fucking Blu-rays, totally so just totally deal fine. with it. Just look it up. I do know there's one like long lost film that's included in it. Oh, maybe I forget. I, should... I forget the name of it. It's, it doesn't matter. It's maybe not one you've ever heard of. But, and... um, but yeah, very cool, James. Yeah, sounds like I have a lot of stuff to spend money on. If only I wasn't moving. Oh no, fuck. Moving is expensive. Moving. Moving is expensive. Moving is it, moving is not expensive. Sure it is. Why? Get to rent like the fucking truck and buy a whole bunch of new shit you didn't know you needed, and I don't know, bro. You U-Haul trucks are are free for like the first two miles, and then after that, they're only twenty bucks for an I'm entire not, day. Well, good thing I'm not. Well, hey, <laughs> twenty bucks. Twenty bucks is twenty bucks. What am I fucking made of money over here? <laughs> All right, um, I didn't know that, but there's a, actually a secret correction hidden. In my last bit of news oh, from a couple of weeks ago. Okay. I said that Michael Bean was primarily uh, photographed using the pulse rifle in yeah. Aliens. Yeah. No, it's very clearly the most famous picture of Ripley holding on to a young Newt <laughs> with the pulse rifle. So, correction from a couple of weeks ago. But, oh, um, you dumb bastard. This is not so much news as it is a revelation. Okay. And it's a, it's a little juicy. A little, bit, oh. a little bit of drama. Okay. Uh, Neil Bloomkamp yeah. uh, was talking about his unmade Alien sequel okay. recently, and it's dead in the water. It's not going to happen. But he kind of uh, called some people out oh, shit. about why it didn't happen. All right. Uh, he goes, uh, uh, let's see here. He goes, um, what doesn't make sense is that I feel like it's what the audience wanted. So it's strange because Fox would never really turn down money. I felt so bad for Sigourney Weaver because she was really into what I had brought forward. I feel like for audiences who loved Aliens, there was an opportunity to do one more film with Sigourney in a way that may have satiated what people were looking for and what I think I was looking for. He then goes on to say, it's possible that Ridley Scott watched Chappie and he was like, this guy can't do Alien, so let's just go ahead and move on. Mm. He's basically calling Ridley Scott out 
for kiboshing it at a studio level because mm. he technically owns the rights and he can do that. Mm-hmm. So he's he's basically calling out Ridley Scott though for smashing the dreams of him making his alien. So team. I didn't see Chappie, mm-hmm. admittedly. It's weird. Oh, uh, it's, it's weird. A very weird movie. It's got those fucking die antward. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's odd. I I like it though. It's um, it's oddly satisfying. What the hell's that guy's name? Ninja. Ninja. Yeah. Ninja and what's the uh, Ninja and uh, oh god, what the fuck was her name? Like the like the like the really like she's she's kind of nightmarish but kind of hot. Oh, she's super. She's a babe. Um, <laughs> she's that nightmarishly so babe. Like she's got the black contacts <laughs> yeah, in her. It's eye. so freaky, but I don't get it. So does it for uh, me at the Le- same time. Leanda, Leanda. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I think it's like Leanda, Yolanda. You, it's Yolanda Fisher. Okay. Yolanda Fisher. Fisher. Something like that. Fister? Fister. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Hardly know her. Um, uh, but aside from Chappie, like, if you've seen the other shit that Neil Bloom, like, Neil Bloomkamp does alien and, and futuristic shit very well. Yeah, but it's, but it's aliens that are very different from the alien franchise. Yeah, but, like... Use your fucking imagination a little bit, it's Ridley. Rid- it's Ridley Scott. He doesn't have much of an imagination. Well, he's got to have a little <laughs> bit of an imagination <laughs> to have to have made the alien. Uh, movies, I don't know. But maybe I don't know, dude. Maybe like, he's just, just stuck in old school filmmaking ways and saw this new stuff as like, oh, that's not what real films look like. Well, I, I mean, maybe he just didn't get it. Yeah. If if this is even the case. But if that's the if that's the thing, then reach out reach out to Blomkamp and and like talk to him. Like, have a conversation. Like, hey, man, I'm concerned that you're going to make this movie look like Chappie and that some dude named Ninja is going to run around with a shirt not on the entire time. And then Neil could just be like, no, man. I'm Another gonna... hot take? Yeah. If this did very well, it might have put an end to Ridley Scott's universe he was still doing. Oh. So this could have been canceled out of out of self-preservation for what he wanted to do. That's bullshit, dude. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm not saying that's that's pure conjecture. Oh man! Like, but it wouldn't shock me. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a rough industry for that kind of stuff, especially if if it's somebody who owns the rights to it, and they still want to do something with it, they're going to be very protective of it. It's just such a bummer to me. Like I don't, I, you know, I'm not part of the industry. I don't know how it works, but like, make room for the new guys. Yeah, you know what well, I mean. Yeah, Spe- especially if especially if they're fans of yours who want to continue your legacy. Like you could like, like Ridley Scott might continue his 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 uh, extended universe and might just fucking tank it, right? Mm-hmm. Might just throw it right in the shitter, and then and then uh, what's Alien, every, Alien Covenant? And then everybody's gonna be like, oh, that's the that's your legacy. That's what yeah. people are gonna remember. But then you let a young gun take it and do some amazing stuff with it, and be like, oh man, look at. Look at what Ridley Scott did that Neil Bloomkamp was able to continue. I mean, like Scott's name would still be on it. He'd yeah. be a producer. Yeah. So I mean, like I said, yeah. who knows? It's all conjecture, but who knows? Um, but I just thought that was kind of a fun way to end the uh, end the bleed feed this week. That wasn't fun. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, we gotta we gotta do this quick. Uh, we got oh, round. Oh shit! Uh, I we forgot got, that we had another round. We got round two. Wait, round. three part two oh for god's sake i think it's round two part two no i think it's round three no no it is round two part two yeah yeah it's two part two because this is the fourth fourth week (laughs) let's just get into it let's do it the slay offs 
All right, James. Uh, <laughs> that fucking guitar riff sounds like something <laughs> that we would have written in in junior high. Oh, it's great. Right? <laughs> Look at me, mom. I learned how to play guitar. <laughs> um, this uh, this week is going to be a bloodbath. Oh boy. Uh, I don't see any of these matchups lasting more than like a two minute conversation tops. Okay. Okay. Total all four two minutes. <laughs> the first one might be the hardest one, and even that. Not that hard, I don't think. Okay. Uh, first up, we have... Uh, so, first off, just to refresh everybody, these are the winners from week two now going mm-hmm. up against a brand new crop of combatants. So this will be the last week of new combatants. Right. From this week forward, it's going to be winners, you know, and that's it for the right, next two right. rounds. Uh, two or three rounds. So here we go. Um, first up today, we have returning uh, winner of the first or second round, Carrie. Yeah. Against Spawn. Okay. High schooler Carrie versus the leader of Satan's army. Yep, yep, yep. Um, this one. Okay, hold on. Let's do. Let's... I, I want you to make a serious argument for Carrie here. Hold on. Somehow, some way. Hold on. Let's let's get home. Let's get home turf going. <laughs> All right. So so heads, we've got. Uh, uh, be Carrie at the high school's heads. Yeah. And then spawn in uh, hell. I guess in or, hell. Yeah. Or I guess really anywhere. It, I mean, yeah. Let's well, just... what's the what? What was that in between world that he lived in? Like like the like he lived like with all the poor people and whatnot. Like was that a different world or was Ooh. that just in like the ghettos of limbo? The city? I don't know. I think that was just like yeah. I I don't think it was really in between, was it? No, I, I no. So so Earth spawns in Earth in the in the Earth. alleys of yeah. New York. Okay. It is the high school. It's the, okay. Good. So it doesn't matter where Spawn is in. Um, okay. So they're in the high school, which I mean, Spawn can show up anywhere. So technically, the place doesn't doesn't really matter. And he loves fire, so the high school on fire works in his favor. Yeah. Um. um I nothing... mean, she could maybe throw stuff at him, but he's got his cape that can. The thing is, the thing is, Carrie is extremely mortal. Still. Yeah. She gets taken out by a house falling on her at the end of the movie. Yep. So, wicked uh, witch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, uh, I don't really see this going too well for Carrie. No, no. Like, I think that she could throw some tables at him. Fire's going to do nothing. Nothing. Um, it, in the very end of the Spawn movie, when it's uh, when it's it's him versus the Violator, he literally, I'm fairly certain, like, throws a semi-truck at, like... <laughs> right. Yeah, she doesn't stand it. I mean, I guess she could stop the semi truck from being thrown at her though with her telepathic. Is she that strong though? I mean, she can move like chairs and shit. But I think it comes down to like I. I feel like I feel like. Oh, she... don't get me wrong. She's not winning this. No, I'm not making no, that no. argument. No, I just don't. I don't see how the, there's any way she comes out the victor in this one. Like, just no way. No, I agree he's, with you. He's essentially immortal. You know, he's already dead. He's like he's, he's like a... he's like the crow. He's dead and he's come back. He's got the power of hell on his side. Right. Like he's a hell spawn. That's what he is. That's what spawn is short for. Well, and if you ask her mother, she does too. <laughs> That's true. You know? That is true, actually. So maybe this is trickier than, we, than we're uh, thinking, but no, I really don't no. see Carrie coming out the victor on this nope. one. Nope. All right. Spawn moves, spawn moves forward. Speaking of the crow, I feel like it's uh, important to address last week the oh, upset, yes. the upset between the crow and predator. There was a lot of talk between like two people <laughs> about our uh, decision for the crow to move on. Yeah, 
Um, and the argument was that well, the crow gets all of his power uh, from the actual crow, from right? the crow, yeah. But the thing is, this the crow is a harbinger, right? The, yeah, even if the power comes from the crow, the crow is not a real crow either. It's a supernatural if, crow. I don't know if harbinger. Well, harbinger. Right. No, no, harbinger is not the right word. But um, it's the uh, it's where he gets his power from, right? But but that means it's supernatural as well, and probably and dead, right? Comes from the spirit world. Uh, I'd imagine so. I don't and, really know. I don't. I'm. I don't know too much about, especially like the comic book lore and stuff like that. Or there was Vito said that there was another one of the movies where they tried to hunt the crow, mm-hmm. the like the actual yeah, crow. Yeah. So I don't know. We're gonna stick with it. It's an. We're up, sticking with it's it. It's an upset. Like I was telling you. You're like, I don't know, should we issue a correction? I said, I'm not going to issue a correction or like turn over the results. Like when you have a a, a 14 seed beat a, a 4 seed, it's mm-hmm. a big upset. Yeah. And it just is what it is. That's take, how, it, take it for what it is. That's right? how the chips fell, bud. One like day. Sometimes, sometimes the big guys, got they need to take an L. In, in 100 years when we have 24 winners... We're gonna put them all back in a bracket, and maybe maybe the predator will come back on top. Yeah, maybe he will. Who knows? You never know. All right, next up, you have a returning winner from round two, Cthulhu <laughs> versus. Oh boy. Uh, sorry, Bert. Uh, Bert Gummer. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure that an elephant gun or what's the, what was the gun that he had in uh, in the it was fourth an, movie. It was an, oh no, in, in the fourth, fourth movie. movie? Or was, it was that gigantic bird gun that was like in the back of the. Uh, you you knew the name of it. it. Was that gun that was like so huge it had to be like like stored in the back of a wagon? Was it just like a fifty cal? No, no, it was like a specific bird gun. A from, bird gun? Yes. You had the info on it. A bird gun. I just re-listened to this recently. Yes. I forget what it was called though. There was like there's a name for it. Like it and, was used for killing birds? Yes. But it was a huge gun. Yes. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Why would you need a huge gun to kill a bird? <laughs> You described it to me when we watched the episode, or when we did the episode. So, I feel I feel like there's something being lost no, in, the, in, no, in the retelling no. of the when information. When we when we here. break for tofu, I'll show you. Okay. Point is, um, yeah, he's just got big guns and explosives. I don't think that that's gonna take. That's Cthulhu is gonna laugh. I mean, do I need to remind you? Fingalui magluana fa Cthulhu yeah, sorry, Bert. Um, this is, this is, there's <laughs> yeah, not Bert's, even... yeah, Bert's going down. Yeah. It's, there's no, yeah, there's no way to beat the slumbering one this with is, a couple of guns. This there's is just no way. This is where the family ties end. <laughs> right, oh. right. Oh boy. Yes. Uh, yep. I'm trying to come up with another. What the hell was <laughs> another zinger. This is. What the fuck's going on here? This is. How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> what? <laughs> he was in How I Met Your Mother. Oh, oh, you're right. He was. He, he was. was uh, he was Ted's dad. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So Cthulhu's got that one hands down. I mean, ultimately, Bert. Spoiler alert. Spoilers. Ultimately, Bert gets taken out by a graboid. True. In the end. True. We suspect. Even though eh, there's really no way that he could come back. From even that. though he didn't need to. And I'm still pissed off. About <laughs> right, right. Didn't need to die. And Cthulhu, I would say, is way, way more hardcore than a fucking graboid. Yeah, he's got a just his head itself is a graboid. Yeah, we didn't do home turf for this, but it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. No. Uh, but get ready, get ready for home turf on this one. Okay. Okay, because our next matchup, 
Returning winner Milo. Yeah. Bad Milo. Okay. And Leatherface. Okay. <laughs> All so, right. Heads is Leatherface. Uh, so uh, it'd be the house. So your the house. house. Yeah. And uh, Milo. Once again, it's Ken Marino's ass. <laughs> Home turf. Okay. Uh, so heads is Sawyer House. Yep. Tails the ass. <laughs> what do you got? It is the Sawyer House. Okay. Um, so did we establish is Ken there with Milo? No, he's not. No, or it's Dunk, Milo on the Duncan, list. Duncan, rather. Okay, so unless it's it was Milo. home turf, and then right. fighting inside of a bottle. Right. right. Um, here's how I see this going down. I think Leatherface would be glad to have Milo, even if he went up his ass. Really? <laughs> I, I think he'd be. I think that he would be tickled to death from the inside. Okay. I feel like he'd keep, literally to death. I feel like I feel like Leatherface would like keep Milo as a pet. And then eventually just get sick of them and zip. Just give him the old zip, huh? Yeah, I, even the, even for as crazy as Milo is, I, I don't think Leatherface could. No, would care. Yeah. He would just flick him away like a like a fly. You're like the buzzing flies to him. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, uh, I think you're right. Milo is a vicious little monster, and he's he a, can. He is a demon and in he can, fairness, but and he can kill people pretty easily but those are normal people yeah leatherface is not normal people uh so the question though is can you kill a demon sure. with a chainsaw oh, he's a physical he's a physical manifestation so right if it's exists in the real world oh and i guess in in bad milo that little milo killed the other little ass demon by like stabbing him a bunch of times, yeah. so they can physically be hurt and sure, killed. Sure, sure, okay, yeah. So yeah. Leatherface has this. Yeah, one. Leatherface, hands down. Yeah, or pants down. Pants down. <laughs> he what he does is he purposely invites Milo into his ass, and then when he's halfway up there, he just and then he wears his face, just zips off the bottom half, Milo face, and then he shits out the the, the head. I feel like and if you wears his face. I feel like if you were to wear a Milo face, it would just look like a Slipknot mask, like one of Corey uh, Corey Taylor's masks. Hmm. Right. That's an interesting take. I think you're right, though. Yeah, I think, I think that's what it looked like. <laughs> All, right. All right, and our last uh, matchup for the night, also. God, yeah. There's not a chance yeah, to hell on this one. I'm sorry. No chance. I already uh, know this re- one. Returning, uh, returning champ uh, from the first second round, Jason Voorhees, against the uh, the masked. Intruder from Hush, the man. The man. Who was literally just a man. Just a dude. <laughs> uh, and if we know anything about Jason, he likes killing just dudes. Yeah. Well, not just well, dudes. Not just but dudes. people who, you know what But I if mean. you're just a dude. If you're just a dude, he will kill He'll you. He'll kill you, yeah. All right, so heads, tails, doesn't matter. Heads is heads is the lake. Tails is the house, sure. I guess. Sure, sure. Uh, it's the house, but, I mean, you're dead, dude. I'm sorry. What's what's he gonna do? What's he gonna do to him? Nothing. Nothing. He's got a knife. So I guess they could maybe have like a a, a small machete versus knife fight. He's got a crossbow. <clears throat> he's got a knife. He's got. I've seen Jason. That's it. Be impaled by many things way bigger than a crossbow. That's not gonna do shit to you. Right. Sorry. I saw that documentary too. Right. Uh, yeah. Good. Jason. Jason's got this Jason one. Jason Voorhees. All right, so your winners Chase, for this... Ch- Chasing whores, please. <laughs> so your winners for uh, part uh, round two, part two, here we go, uh, are Spawn, Cthulhu, Leatherface, and Jason Voorhees. Nice. 
Um, this is shaping up pretty nicely. Yes, it is. So next week will be those four combatants back in action oh. with last week's winners. Oh. It's going to be good. And then there's only one week after that. Yeah. So not no, I'm sorry, not next week. Two weeks. <gasps> yeah. Oh my. Yes, sir. Yep. So this is going to go all the way through uh, October, which oh, is actually shit. kind of. Uh, it's kind of, it, it works out. It's it good. works out. I mean, you can't really call it the summer slayoffs anymore. But no, no, it's not. It's just the we started it a bit late. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> Whatever. All uh, right. There you go. Well, we're gonna take a little bit of a break. We're gonna figure out what the hell kind of bird gun Bert Gummer was carrying, <laughs> and then we'll come back and we'll talk about American Psycho. Yes, sir. Oh shit! I gotta return some tapes first. Throughout this, they'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. Hey, dude. Yo. Let me hit you with that. Why does my microphone sound weird? I don't know. Sound weird to you? No. Sounds sounds right to me. Do I sound as sexy as I normally sound? You are projecting uh, as normal, sir. Let me hit you with a correction so that I don't have to do it two weeks from now. On the fly? On are you, you going to shoot it? On the fly, that's good. Right. Because you were kind of right about a bird gun. Well, you were right. It's, it's a bird, a bird gun. gun. Yeah. It's called a punt gun. That's it. Yes. Good punt. Uh, <laughs> uh, the 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 gun that uh, Michael Gross uses, Burt Gummer, or I guess what was his name in that movie, like Jedediah or something. What the Some, hell was his yeah, name? Ulyss- was, yeah, Ulysses Gummer or something. Um, Ulysses S. Gummer. It's a two-inch bore giant shotgun, also known as a punt gun, because you would uh, mount it to the flat bottom a flat bottomed boat. Otherwise known as a punt. Mm-hmm. I said a wagon. Same difference. And then you would shoot entire flocks of ducks. See? Told you. Which seems, in my opinion, like sort of a dick move. Yeah, fuck the uh, ducks. And his name was Hiram. Or Hiram. Hiram. That's Hiram it. Gummer. That's it. Anyway, that's my uh, that's my correction on the fly All right, James. There. We're getting into American Psycho. Uh, yep. Okay. Yeah. Before we start, though, this, okay. will, this will become apparent... Soon enough, you will you will know. You Is will it J and B? You will know. That's a little bit of Forrester. <laughs> okay. You'll you'll know when to drink it. Is all I'm going to say. Oh. You'll know. Okay. Ouch. I feel like this is getting weird. It it, it it's totally getting weird. What are these shot glasses you have? They're shooters. They're literally. <laughs> they're literally shaped like guns. <laughs> they're shooters. That's awesome. <laughs> Don't oh. take it now. Don't take it now. I'm you'll not going you'll to. know when. All right. Um, uh, yeah. Yes. So, uh, so, so, American Psycho from the year of our Lord, 2000. 2000. Make it up to you in the year 2000. Okay. Dude, uh, it, okay. Yeah. I, don't, don't get me started on Silver Chair. That sounded bad. No, it's a good oh, thing. Oh, okay. Like, okay. I could talk about Silver yeah, Chair for yeah. a long time. We should do a Silver Chair podcast. <laughs> uh, directed by Mary Heron, who has done pretty much nothing else. Uh, she's is... done stuff. No, she's done stuff. She did... Um, uh, uh, bah, 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 bah. There you go. Yep. It was a movie from 96 that I can't think of now. Um, that Mary... people have heard of. She, nothing big. She's done a lot of TV. She basically trans... Uh, 
transferred from doing films to TV, and that's pretty much what she's done from for the last you know bit of her career. I think you were referring to I Shot Andy Warhol, yes, that's which it. is which is. I, I think uh, her debut. I think yeah. I think it's considered a uh, a cult classic. Though. It is. It is. So you know. Well, so is American Psycho. Give her her propers. Um, let's see here. A wealthy. But yeah, she does do a lot of TV now. You're right. Yeah, that's she kind of transitioned into that. But you know, you can make really good money doing TV oh, though. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I've got I've I've got nothing bad to say about people who um. And it's and, also and, and you it's shouldn't you and dick. it's also a way of keeping like uh, keeping things fresh. Sure. Like you never have to do the same kind of thing. You know. That's it. You can do all kinds Directing of Directing TV is easy, though. Like, that's the thing. So, <laughs> Kevin Smith talks about this ad nauseum whenever he does his, whenever he does his, uh, uh, the fl- he'll direct The Flash or Supergirl or whatever. He's like, you're go- you're walking into a situation here where it's the same people doing the same job everybody every already, single day. Everybody already they, knows what they're supposed they to do. They know how to make this show. You're just there to say some shit, maybe give an opinion, and that's it. I feel like you know, like I feel like, on. and maybe I'm crazy here, maybe I'm psycho, but I feel like when you see, I, I I feel like you can see the different directors' signature on the different episodes that they. Uh, I I don't not not typically maybe in like Game Game of Thrones or something like that like big epic scene uh, or or I, big epic episodes. I that think are for different, me, but. I think for me in particular, what I'm thinking of is uh, Doctor Who. Like I could always tell. Uh, specific episodes that were directed by certain directors. You know what I mean? That's fair. It's also British, so it doesn't count. (laughs) The British don't count? No, not at all. Have they ever? (laughs) No. All right, let's see here. That's a good point. For those of you like me who had never seen American Psycho before, the wealthy New York City investment banking executive, Patrick Bateman, hides his alternate psychotic... Psychopathic? That's not a word. Psychopathic? Yes, it... 100% 100% is. Oh, it's a record company. That's right. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Hides his alternate psychopathic ego from his coworkers and friends as he delves deeper into his violent, hedonistic fantasies. Mm. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. That's American Psycho. There was something I was just going to respond to that you said, but I can't think of what it was, so it doesn't matter. Um, uh, Oh, I was gonna I, I was gonna call you out a little bit. I'm Uh-oh. sorry. Oh God. I think but I think that you said it on the show a couple weeks ago, which so your stupidity is already out there. You didn't know that this was based on a book. Um I didn't know. I mean I'm sure I've probably heard it before, but it's yeah, I'm not I'm not familiar with the book, so it didn't stick with me. You okay. probably re reminded me that it was based on a book. Re reminded you? Yeah. Okay. That's all. That's fair. I'm sure I've heard it before, but whatever. That's fair. Um, so funny that you say that because I mentioned earlier uh, when we were talking about this at the beginning of the episode, this movie feels very much like, okay, saying that it's a movie version of a book, right? That's weird because it's just an adaptation. But this movie feels like somebody is reading you a book mm. and you're watching the visual representation of somebody reading you a book as opposed to... A regular adaptation, right? Yeah, you know, maybe it's because of the narrative, maybe it's because or the narration, maybe it's because of the way that's shot. I'm not really sure what it is. I'm sure the narration probably has a big, big part to do with that. Well, it, but it's weird. It's it's very much like the book in that way. Like, um, it uh, which you know I've already mentioned. I just finished the book last week, so uh, it, 
the like the timeline is kind of split up where it's it is linear, mm-hmm. but you you get this like it, stuff will just kind of stop in the middle of a you know Patrick Bateman will be telling you about something, and then it just sort of ends abruptly, like he finishes a thought, it ends abruptly, and then all of a sudden you're uh several days in the future or like or or um he tells so you it's about very a, like disjointed almost it's kind of disjointed it's it's is it kind of like the character is losing time is that kind of how it's supposed to feel um i don't know i don't know the exact intention of how it's supposed like how brett ellis wanted you to feel about it but like yeah it kind of felt that way to me like okay. he gradually it gradually seems like he's kind of losing yeah, like losing time. Okay, blacking which, out. Or, which or makes like that. which makes sense about a theory that I have about his mental state at the end of this movie. Okay. Which, by the way, you said I fell asleep during the end of it. No, I didn't. I rewatched the last twenty minutes of it today. I saw all of that. I looked over. At Literally you. saw all of it. I looked over <laughs> at you. I looked over at you every thirty seconds for a ten minute period to see if you were still asleep, and you were still asleep. Yep. Nope. That's I, just. I, I didn't miss any of it. I know what a sleeping human looks like. <laughs> And you were definitely do, do asleep. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no. So this is the first time that I'd seen it. Not the movie that I was expecting. Um, the hype machine was real. What were you expecting? I don't know. I was expecting a lot of mayhem. I was expecting a lot of blood and gore, because that's kind of what I was... Maybe gore is not the right word, but bloody mayhem yeah. is what I was expecting. Yeah. Um, there's flashes of that. Sure. But I was not expecting it to be quite the 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 cerebral drama that it was. The mo- yeah, the movie I, I would not say expecting is expecting that. The movie I would say I always hate saying stuff like this cuz I feel like an asshole when I say it, but the movie is more of a character study. Yeah, yeah. And uh like the the book if you want the mayhem book the book is fucked. There's dude. a there's a like, glance there's... in the movie. Sorry, sorry. No, no, that's all right. Going back to your book thing though. Yeah. In the movie, there's at the end of the movie, there's a time when his secretary, Chloe Sevingway, which we'll get into the cast and whatnot in a minute, but Chloe Sevingway is his assistant. Why are you putting the... a W in her name? Isn't it? Sevigny. Oh, I thought it was Sevenway or Sevingway. It's seven seven some people call her seven Se- Sevini. Sevigny? No, it's Tom. <laughs> It's I've always called I've I've always called her seven yeah though. Oh maybe it is seven yeah. There's I mean, definitely yeah. no wuh sound. Okay, in it, though. fair enough, fair enough. Um uh yeah, well she breaks into his office or goes into his office yeah. and rifles through his drawer and pulls out his daily planner uh-huh. and she's going through it and she finally she finds a few like pages where it's nonstop him scribbling all over it and you see his fantasies on there. Right. And I feel like a lot of the stuff that is scribbled in that notebook are things that are in the book but not the movie. I tried like, to I like tried a to sewed, get a... like a sewed shut vagina. Um is that in the book? Not that I can recall. Okay, that was a, that was one of the bigger illustrations in his thing. So ne- it was never definitely mind. Maybe sewed shut. There. Well, I was trying. Yeah, I was trying to like look eyes and mouth sewed shut. Uh, that that might have man. Okay, it's tough. the The book has so much carnage that mm-hmm. it's almost like, and this is by design. Uh, Aaron and I were discussing this movie and the book earlier. Um, she's never read the book, but she knows enough about the movie and like knows enough about the book from me telling her sure, sure. to kind of like discuss the themes and stuff like that. But uh, the 
the desensitization to the carnage that mm-hmm. uh that Patrick goes through is kind of the same it's kind of the same journey that you go on as the reader or as the watcher. You kind of feel especially, like you're going crazy a little especially bit. as the reader. Well, it's like it, it, so Brett Easton Ellis's style of uh, of writing has always been uh he talks about really extreme stuff in a very sort of well, it's a comedy. I mean, it's it's. It, 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 I feel like even the book is probably written as a black comedy. Yeah, it is. It is. There's definitely like there's from ex- a certain point of view, I guess. Maybe. Absolutely, yeah. But like when he, like the the stuff that he explains in such great detail, like such meti- like meticulously detailing what people are wearing, their fashion. And in the same voice, meticulously describing how he's torturing somebody and killing them without changing, you know, like, I'll dis- I'll discuss what you wore tonight in the same way that I will discuss this chick that I like he tortured last night. Like, he doesn't become a different person when he's talking about it. it it's all very, it's the same. There's just a total desensitization <clears throat> sure. to all of it. And it's kind of like... It's it, like I was wearing a nice suit with a red tie this week, and I sewed this girl's vagina shut. He literally, like, there are there are parts <laughs> of the there are parts of the book where that happens, where he's just, like, explaining what he had for dinner that night, and then, like, he'll throw like, in, like, oh, and then, you know, I stabbed somebody's eyeballs out, and then, and then goes back to what he was wearing that night. I actually feel like I'd really enjoy the book. The book is, like I said a, a couple weeks ago, it bounces back and forth between being incredibly tedious, mm-hmm. which is by design, sure, sure, and incredibly violent. Like the tedious, the tedious stuff is like how every single, every single scene in the book is set up by going around the table or going around the room and telling you exactly what every article of clothing everybody is wearing, sure. And who and what? But what designer it's by? Um, this is another one of the things that Aaron and I kind of delved into. Is like the reason he does that. It's not. It's it, it's because Patrick Bateman. Uh, this is the, all the book, and this is the movie too. Okay, Patrick Bateman is so obsessed with uh, image and so obsessed with the superficial that in. In the book, instead of describing to you, you know how like you know how like an author will be setting up a scene and they'll explain a character and their attributes and their personality quirks and they'll kind of round the character out and give you sort of a backstory. Sure. Instead of doing that, he tells you what they're wearing. Okay. Which gives you insight into how Patrick Bateman sees the world. Like everything to him is completely surface level. It's, well, it's all completely. It's like the very famous uh, business card scene in this movie. Right. You know everything you need to know about those characters from how they describe their fucking business card. Right. Yeah. That's kind of genius. And they're all the same. Yeah. <laughs> like I love that scene so much. Uh, very uh, subtle differences, but yeah, they're all the same. Uh, Christian Bale, it, it, like his his reaction, the way he's, it almost sounds like he's gonna cry yeah you know when he's mm-hmm. very very impressive let's yeah. see paul allen's cart you know like it, it, he he played the shit out of that and it's so which i thought was terrible at first i thought his acting was awful but i okay. didn't understand that, that was the care i didn't understand that he's an actor in real life playing a character who was then playing a character i didn't get right. that at first he's in he's he's disguising himself as a yuppie yeah. basically yeah um so, okay so Real quick, before we get yeah, for, yeah. before we get further, because I feel like this will season the rest of our conversation. Okay, I mentioned to you that I feel like I would really like the book because of all the description and all that. Yeah, and this is where the shot might come in. Oh God, I didn't like this movie. 
You didn't? I didn't. Am I supposed to take the shot? Now? I feel like you needed the shot to kind of dull your senses to me saying that I hated a movie that well, well then I hate sh- the strong word. Then but... I should have taken the shot before, <laughs> dumbass. Now that you now that you have the uh, the information that I have a very unpopular opinion about this movie. Uh cheers. You don't have a necessarily <coughs> You don't have a necessarily unpopular opinion. A lot of people don't like this movie when they first see it. Um uh, but then a lot of people who rewatch it and think about what's actually happening, it becomes one of their favorite movies. It's not no, see it's for me it's not a lack of understanding what's going on or this and that. I I just I honestly I didn't sink into really any of the characters. You're I not, didn't You're not supposed no, to. No, 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 I I get that. I get that. I know that that was the intention. But even though that even though I didn't sink into the characters, I didn't not sink into them the way that I was supposed to not, if that makes sense. That doesn't make any sense. Like I I didn't care about the characters. You're not supposed to. <laughs> you're supposed to care you're, about No, you're, you're not. You're, you're not because you're seeing everything. You're supposed to care about the movie as a whole, though. Maybe not the individual characters, but you're supposed to care about the movie as as a sum of its parts. I would almost say Again, no, you're not. That's the point of a movie, though. Mm, but this is, like I said, this is a character study, and you're seeing you're seeing the world through the lens of Patrick Bateman. I get that. Everything everything about what you see on screen is what Patrick Bateman is telling you. Mm-hmm. Patrick Bateman is a psychopath. He's an unreliable narrator, and he's also extremely. Uh, focused on the superficial yeah I surface get that. level stuff get all of that so you're not going to get to know any of the characters and enough to care about them but because that, he's but, only caring he could, because he only cares about the superficial and that's all he's but giving the fact you. that that's his character arc even though I, there's really not a character arc he just goes from psycho to psychotic that's pretty much it like there's no real arc to him that being said that's 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 his character though. Like that's the that's what you're supposed to care about is the fact that he is that way. Like to so to a certain degree you're right. You're not supposed to you're not supposed to care about him or get invested with him because there's nothing to get invested in because he's a shell of a fucking human being. Yeah. But you're but the whole idea is that that's what you're supposed to care about. Like you're supposed to be invested in the fact that he's not. That's the point of the movie. And I found I found the movie to honestly just be boring. Like I didn't there were some there was glimmers of you know the see, murders and this see, and that. that's weird because last night when you when we finished the movie you said I said I need to digest it. You said I need to digest it. You said you said because I found the whole thing so fascinating that No, it was it was fascinating. Like it was fascinating in the sense that he's he's basic he's Psycho. Watching anybody be psycho can be fascinating. That doesn't necessarily mean that what was put forth in front of me as a cinematic journey was something that I liked. Mm. There's a difference there. I just like I I see like you were saying that this is the, there's a lot of rewatch value in this and everything else. Like you like rewatching it and whatever. I don't know that I would ever put that movie back on again. Like I don't care to ever put that movie back on again. Didn't draw me in enough to ever want to do it i might watch it if it was on cable again or something like that but like i just like i found most of the characters to be insufferable again probably by design 
but not designed enough to where it's supposed to turn me off, which is what it did. Like it, it kind, it's supposed it, to be. It is kind of supposed to turn su- you off, but they're though. supposed like... to be insufferable enough to where you're still interested in the characters, even though you don't care about them. It didn't even do that to me. Like I was literally just waiting for scenes to be over when I was watching this. Really? Yeah. As, as much as as much as the, you know what it is. Here's a good way of putting it. I really like the idea of this movie. Mm-hmm. Like I super love the idea, right? Mm-hmm. I love the idea of the character. I love the idea that everybody that he is surrounded with are these narcissistic fucking douchebags, right? Mm-hmm. I get it. Jared Leto was the best character in this movie, and he died, spoilers, in the first third of the movie. Like everything beyond that though, like I just couldn't bring myself what about, to what about care him? about watching them on the screen. What about him was the most what about him was the best character in the movie? Just his portrayal of that character. Like he was just fun to watch. He was, was lit- f- he was literally playing the same character as every other person in the movie. Well then that's then, kind of the then point. It's a testament to Jared Leto. That's then. kind of the point of the entire movie is that <clears throat> is that Patrick Bateman is a psychopath, a mm-hmm. murderous psychopath, mm-hmm. yet he fades into uh, he f- he fades into the to the uh the background of this yuppie culture okay. so much mm-hmm. that he can't be that he can literally like go around and torture and kill people but without being found out because because there's a there's there's a collective identity sure, amongst sure. amongst the all of these yuppies yeah i, I my so my point is Jared Leto, Jared, Jared Leto was playing the exact same character as everybody else. Like, but I liked, what made but him stand out? I don't out know. To you? I just liked his performance better. Huh. I, I think it was literally just down to a performance thing. I just I, his performance to me was fun to watch. Mm. That's all. Um, like, like I said, I I'm not opposed to ever rewatching this movie, but like, I I also think that I was a very big victim of overhyping for this movie too. For everything that I'd heard about how amazing this movie is and everyone who's ever watched it loved it and this and that, not really getting what was in my head, I think watching it did me a very big disservice and possibly a disservice that I'll never get back. Well, and that's why I want to know what was in your head. No, like I said, I, what was in my head was uh, it's it's about a serial killer, the carnage, the the mayhem, the this and that. Like Even the scenes So of, you just wanted a slasher. That's what I was led to believe the movie was more than just a drama, just a character study. That's what I was always kind of led to believe, right? Because mm. the the, mo- the the very famous picture in your head when you think of American Psycho is what they always show you. It's him with the blood on his face and the axe. Like that's the very famous portrayal of 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 Bateman. Mm-hmm. So it's like that's what I had in my head. So yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie to you. There's probably a part of that that has a lot to do with how I, I view it now. And I might never get that back because my whole first impression was just tainted, right? So maybe that's maybe that's all it is. But yeah, no, I, I just did not get the enjoyment out of this that you certainly obviously do. Mm. I feel like I would like the book, though. I feel like the book, because I like really fucked up things, I feel like the book would actually give me a tickle. You know? See, hearing you say this, I think that you would like the book for the wrong reasons. Which doesn't matter. It doesn't matter why you like the book. Like, why you, would I like it for the wrong you, reasons? Because you would like the book just for the carnage. No, 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 not at all. I feel like I would like the book because it's it's it gives me more of that character that I was hoping to see in the movie along with the other stuff. I feel like it would balance it out more. Mm. 
Whereas the movie, it's all dialogue, all it's all dialogue and all basically expose. And then just a little bit of the yeah. other stuff mixed in. I feel well, like you know. Yeah. The I, I think that both the book and the and the movie were obviously intentionally uh satirical. Sure. They were they were both um sort of a um cultural commentary especially mm-hmm. about you know about like yuppie culture and stuff sure. like that um which Brady Sinellis was kind of tied up in when he wrote the book um but i feel like they're definitely they're definitely two very different two very different entities sure. i guess like sure. the the movie the movie to me is a good um it's a good supplement to the maybe you should I know that you're not going to because you hate audiobooks and you don't have time to read. <laughs> so you're never going to do this. But I feel like I feel like the movie's a really amazing supplement to the book. Okay. It's like kind of like, like it's like the it's, movie's better after you've read the book. Yeah. Okay. I've always liked the movie. Okay. Every time I've ever watched the movie, I've liked it. Uh but I th- I think that I got more out of it after watch after reading the book i would you know what i will take you up on that i will i will figure out a way to get the audiobook and i, I will can make literally time. send it to you for yeah, free i will i will make the time to listen to it and then i'll see if that changes my my opinion on it okay i, I will i will do that for you because do that I for me love you do, well okay i appreciate that bud um okay um so outside of all that yeah sorry outside of all that it is important that we uh run down the players here okay right you know, just give them their, their, their due diligence. Sure, sure. Uh, Christian Bale obviously plays the aforementioned uh, Patrick Bateman, the main character. You have Justin Theroux, who plays uh, Tim, who is... Was he the nerdy guy? I, no. I, I always get my... Oh, the, Jesus, what? <laughs> this, is one of the, this is also another one of those situations where I know the characters when they're talking about them while watching, but the second the movie's over, I forget who's who. Uh, so he was Timothy Bryce. He was... I, I don't know... <laughs> How do you describe yeah, a bunch of how do you describe a bunch of yuppies that all look one the same? One of the three was he one of the three? He was so that it was him. It was him, Patrick, uh, Josh Lucas, who plays McDermott. Mm-hmm. You know who Josh Lucas yes, is, yes. Um, and then Bill Sage, who plays uh, Van Patten. Okay, those are the three carbon copies, basically. It's they're the, like the they're like his three buddies, bros. and then the guy the, bros. the guy who you're talking about is uh, Lewis Carruthers. Yes. Who ends up Matt actually? Ross. Who who ends up actually being uh, in love with yes. Patrick? Which is weird because no, see, I'm not going to say that there's not redeemable parts of the movie because I thought that was a very interesting thing that happened. Yeah, that when when Lewis confesses his love to Patrick, mm-hmm. it sends him in this weird spiral where like he can't continue what he wanted to do. Now, is yep. that because? He felt something like like was was he sexually confused about Lewis? Well, and that's another Did that I, get called I think to the forefront. I like, think that's another thing that like you're you're missing from the you're missing in the movie that you would get from the book is like in the movie, um, Patrick comes across as you know like he he gives his whole speech about uh, um you know we have to we have to make sure that we're feeding the and sheltering the homeless and we need to make sure that uh, women are getting equal rights and it's ne- the most bullshit speech i've ever heard somebody give in he's a movie. basically memorized yeah. all the talking talking points of somebody who's very like moral and good yes. right yeah um but in the book he's extremely racist extremely um homophobic 
extremely classist mm. uh and 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 that comes through in his in his like torture and killing of people like that the the bum that he kills in the alley in the movie yeah the killing of the he doesn't actually kill him in the book he pops his eyeballs out and oh and stabs them with knives and blinds him okay and so, then he stabs him in the ribs a couple times but the bum ends up living and he breaks the dog's legs but the dog lives um very unpopular opinion here what we need a rob zombie remake of american psycho <laughs> no i feel like it would do it justice i don't think no because <laughs> no, i don't think no, not zombie not zombie. i don't think rob who zombie would, who do you think though would, would okay do, uh, would do the book justice so if they were able to get so away here's with something the crazy here's something interesting about this movie this movie went through a bunch of changes yeah. while trying to be made i have a lot of the different director star combos yeah so so it started off by it started off by they originally cast christian bale yep. right yeah and then they well they thought about johnny depp they thought about brad pitt they originally cast christian bale and They're, then they recast him with leonardo dicaprio yes and when they recast him with leonardo dicaprio who was a huge star at the time they said you can bring anybody on to direct who you want even though mary heron was already was it mary heron who was already attached? I. It's a very confusing history. And he, maybe. And so Leo brings on Scorsese. Okay. Even though Christian Bale had already like rightfully gotten the part, but they're like, we want to throw some more money at this thing. So let's get Leo. Let's get Scorsese. Sure, sure. Christian Bale, who had already gotten two roles stolen from from him by Leo, mm -hmm. was pretty pissed off about it. Mm -hmm. But he knew that Leo would eventually drop out. Yeah. He had a feeling about it. So he Christian Bale was actually turning down work at the time so that he could stick around to pick this role back up. Sure. Uh so Leo thought about Scorsese, thought about Oliver Stone, I think. Mm -hmm. And and then at one point in time David Cronenberg was attached to it as well. However, nope, nope. So according to the internet at least. Okay. Cronenberg so take take what you just said and mm -hmm. see if this fits into it. According to the internet, uh, the novel was originally optioned in 1991. Um, Brett Easton Ellis himself was set to write the script for director Stuart Gordon. Oh, Stuart Gordon, yeah. With Johnny Depp yep. as Patrick Bateman. Right, right. That was the original one. Gordon wanted to do the film in black and white and stick to as close to the book as possible. I thought it was Cronenberg who wanted to do uh, black uh, and white. Okay, go ahead. After that project fell through, David Cronenberg replaced Gordon okay. with Brad Pitt. Yeah. In the in the starring role, right, uh, and then also there was another thing where, who was it? There was another actor that Christian Bale was friendly with. Fuck, was it Matthew McConaughey? No. Oh, Ma was it? Matthew McConaughey was attached at one point, but, or, or they wanted him at least. And and he yeah he wanted it, but Bale was friends with him, and he begged him to not. No, take it was the role. it was Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor, that's he, it. Yes, he convinced yes. Ewan McGregor not to take the role. Yeah, because he this wanted all, it so this is bad. All urban legends. Who knows? No, it's not urban legends. Is it Mar not? Okay, Mary okay. Mary Heron has confirmed all of this. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, which is pretty cool. It's got like a crazy, and then and then every super weird lineage. Oh, know? and then and then Reese Witherspoon was replaced with um Cameron Diaz. Oh God, Cameron Diaz is terrible. Uh, I'm sorry, Cameron Diaz <laughs> is a terrible actress. I wouldn't say she's terrible. She's, name me one movie that she was glowing in. Glowing or like a glowing performance? Yeah, she's hot and everything. <laughs> Give me a glowing Cameron Diaz performance. 
I, I haven't seen enough Cameron Diaz movies to... Well, what does that tell you? <laughs> I, I don't know. She doesn't act that much. I have no idea. She's an, what do you mean she doesn't act that much? That's what I she does. No, I haven't seen a lot of Cameron Diaz movies. I've seen The Mask. I've seen Something About Mary. I've seen a couple Charlie's Angels movies. Okay, so she's famous for she's famous for being in leather, having cum in her hair, and opposite Jim Carrey. God, that's a really good point. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, like Cameron Diaz is not a great actress. She's serviceable. I'm, I'm not going to say I'm gonna, that she's bad. I'm, I'm going to find a movie bad. that she's really good in by next next week, and fine. I'm going to let you know. I'm not going to say that she's bad, but she's not great. Um. Okay. That's all I'm saying. All right. So anyway, continuing with uh, American Psycho. So Cameron Diaz was it. So anyway, once Leo was attached, the fucking the the budget went up to forty million, yeah. as opposed to the ten million. Yep. Uh, and then he ended up dropping out. Scorsese dropped out. Mary Heron came back on board. Christian Bale came back or, on board. They brought uh, um, Reese Witherspoon back on board. They brought Chloe Sevigny back, who was a um, a holdover from Leo and Scorsese, because okay. they liked her in the role. Mm-hmm. And that's how you ended up with this cast. That's interesting. I find the making of this movie to be more interesting than the movie itself. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> I think that okay, I, we could literally get into this for hours. Aaron and I, Aaron and I talked about this for a solid hour and a half earlier. This movie, yeah, and really didn't even begin to touch on. There's so much going on in this I, movie. Dude. I get it. I, 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 I this understand. Is, this that. is one of those movies where we we literally could sit down and have a four hour conversation. That's about fine, it. and I get that, and and I would welcome to have that conversation. But what we're here talking about, though, is is what we thought of what was presented to us in right. front of us on a screen. And my my opinion, it's just my opinion. I know that it's probably not the popular opinion with it's a lot of people. Shit. That's fine. I just <laughs> I just found it to be a bit boring. I, I just didn't. It's not that I didn't get the layers. I understood the layers. Like I said last night, I found it fascinating while I was watching mm-hmm. it. But just because I found it fascinating because of the character was fascinating. Mm-hmm. The movie was not. Does that make sense? Like mm-hmm. the, the, it goes back to what I was saying about I liked parts of it, but as a whole, mm-hmm. it just it just didn't congeal into a movie that I want to watch again. It just didn't. I don't know. I felt like when we were done, I go, "How was that movie only an hour and forty minutes?" It felt like it was two and a half hours long. It dragged. Well, like the f- movie just fucking dragged you're falling asleep for half of it but why though but well, why was i falling asleep though that's because that's it was 10 30 at night well, that's that's besides the point listen that's besides the you point. need to rewatch this movie on your own time maybe read the book or or if you're not going to read the book at least like look into look into the themes at play in this movie i i don't think the themes were lost on me though i really don't like I don't, I don't think that I didn't pick up on anything that they were trying to get across. I think I picked up on it all pretty well. Okay. Um, I like I said, I just, I just, it just didn't, it didn't resonate with me the way that it does with other people. All right. That's all so, I can say. so okay. Let me throw something else at you, just for fun. Okay. Because this is one of those movies that I think that you just didn't like, right? I'm gonna throw this at you because I thought it was an interesting conversation with Aaron earlier. We were talking about the, uh, and actually she pointed this out first. She's like, it's kind of interesting how th- there's a there's a lot of similarities between this movie and Fight Club. 
they kind of deal with a lot of the same things. Didn't I like, tell you yesterday that this felt like a Chuck Fallon? Chuck Polonic. Yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can never say his last name. Chuck Fallus. Fallus Nick. Fallus Nick. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, I told you yesterday. It kind of reminds me of that yeah, type of storytelling. Yeah, and it's and it's we started like taking it apart and and really comparing the two, and it's pretty interesting. It's almost and what we what we got down to it was it was like. It's kind of like Chuck Palahniuk read American Psycho. And he thought to himself, what if, because Patrick Bateman is one person, uh-huh. but aware of these two different sides of himself, yep. like the one who's hiding in plain sight as a yuppie, right? Mm-hmm. And the one who is a murderous psychopath. It's almost like Chuck Palahniuk read the book and thought, what if this one person wasn't aware that those two sides of themselves were both himself and those two sides of themselves could interact with each other. Mm-hmm. You'd basically have Jack and Tyler Durden. True. Yeah, that's true. And we got, we got like, we got, we went super deep into it. Um, it's almost like Fight Club, and Fight Club in a lot of ways is almost like a direct answer. It's to, a good sister movie. I would say that it's yeah. almost like a direct answer to to it's American Psycho. Because that's that's I yeah I would, <laughs> I would say that. But it's almost like a direct answer to American Psycho because American Psycho was all about conformity and consumerism and just like surface level, superficial stuff. Yeah, right? yeah, and. Aaron was talking about like how uh, there's something like they address in Fight Club how there's something about that kind of lifestyle that's very emasculating, mm-hmm. and maybe that's why Patrick Bateman acts out in the way that he does. Could be, especially toward women. Yeah, could be. Um, and so Chuck Palahniuk looks at it and he thinks about it from you know Which, the stand- what, what book came first? Uh, do we know? It was. I, this could put a kink in your entire theory here. Uh, it, it was definitely, definitely uh, American Psycho. American Psycho came out in 1990, I think. Okay. And I think that Fight Club came out in like 96. Okay. If that's the case, then that that tracks then. Okay. I'll have to look that up to be sure. But uh, like, think about how t- how Tyler Durden talks to Jack, the narrator. Uh-huh. He, he talk like you know they talk about they talk about uh consumerism they talk about um uh like the this the image of men like what society tells men they're supposed to be and it's all very emasculating so they find their they find their masculinity in fighting right mm-hmm. and in a way it's it's satirical it's like we're men we smash shit right and it's kind Nine of smash <laughs> and it's and it's and it's and it's kind of uh, that's kind of how american psycho is too i mean uh, american psycho very obviously is satire mm-hmm. which is <laughs> like when you when you read stuff or you like listen to you listen to interviews with mary heron or brad easton ellis about his book or about the movie when they finally like they had such a hard time trying to get this movie picked up and stuff like that because feminists were just like coming sure, out of the woodwork sure. saying oh this is a misogynistic book about mistreating women it's no it's you, clearly satire they, they it's they clearly make, it's clearly yeah. making fun of like 
like the scene the scene in the movie where they're all talking about like oh there's no such thing as a woman with a good personality like, uh, like oh and if she does have a good personality it's because she's fucking ugly you know it's like, they're yeah. obviously making fun of uh, yes. of like yeah. this over 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 masculine like bullshit yuppie culture right yeah. absolutely um, but some people just, I, I don't know. I, some people can't see, can't see through it though. Well, my, my theory was there was probably some people who read the book and got really put off by it because they didn't, maybe didn't understand the underlying themes or understand what was actually going on in the book or what Brad Easton Ellis was trying to say. And then that's where it stopped. Yep. Nobody else read the book. Everybody else just listened to those few people who said, this voices. book is yeah. misogynistic. And then, because yeah. that's kind of the way shit works, right? Of course it is. Um, overall, though, because I know we're getting, we're getting toward the end here. Well, I do want to ask you about one other thing, though. Yeah. The ending. Very clearly, we need to talk about the ending. Right, right. Do you, spoilers, hey, hello, spoilers. Do you believe that he did the MERS? Or do you think that it, he was crazy and that he didn't actually kill the people that he thought he killed. What are your thoughts on that? I have two thoughts. Okay. My one thought is, uh, yes, I believe that he committed everything, every murder that he committed, every murder that he admitted to, which he admits to like 20 of them in that one scene where he's talking to his lawyer on the phone, leaving a message. Yep. Um, I do believe that there was a certain amount of um, editorializing in his own head, though. Like, there's even a scene where he's having a shootout with the cops, and he shoots his little, like, 9 millimeter pistol at a cop car, and it blows up. Yep. And he looks at the cop car with, like, this incredulous <laughs> look, and then he looks at his gun How like, what the happen? fuck? <laughs> like, I think that at that point, he had lost the plot so much that things were playing out differently in his head than what was actually happening in real mm -hmm. life. It all kind of started with well, there's the, also the feed me the squirrel. Right. It all started with the feed me the stray cat scene. Or stray cat. Like yeah. it started so he was obviously having like a psychotic delusion, right? Yeah. So I think the the rest of the way that or, or the way the rest of that scene played out was maybe something like that actually happened. Okay. But it wasn't the way he was actually seeing it. Okay. You know what I mean? Um ultimately though I do think that he, I think he committed every murder that that he copped to, including Paul Allen's, even though at the end, his lawyer says, well, I just had, I just had dinner with Paul Allen in uh, London twice in the last 10 days, and it's, at that point, that's where it becomes like, oh, well, maybe everything, maybe everything was just a fantasy, right? A fantasy sure. of a of a sick mind. But like, throughout the movie, there's so much misidentification between characters. Like, characters are always they're constantly calling each other by names that aren't actually who they are. So you think the lawyer didn't even know who that guy was either? Thought well, he, he calls him Davis. Yeah, he calls him Davis. It's it it's and that's why that's that's where the the satire comes in like really heavy. They're all so much the same. They all have they're all part of this collective identity to such an extreme degree that none of them can actually tell who the other ones are. Even in the beginning of the movie, the very opening scene, 
the 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 three of them are sitting around a table, and one of them says, "Oh, isn't that so and so over there?" And then they go, "No, that's not so and so. That's that's Rob Rob Cordry." Sure, and Rob Cordry. <laughs> and then they go, "No, that's and, and they and they go uh, they go that's Paul Allen over there." And Patrick himself goes, "That's not Paul Allen." Paul Allen's sitting back there, and they cut to a person who's clearly not Paul Allen. It's okay. not Jared Leto. Okay. So even Patrick is guilty of misidentifying mm, people. Okay. That's an so interesting I, point. And this comes through in the, the card scene, too. All their cards are almost identical. But he is so caught up in all of the, the little... Uh, like he's so caught up in the minutia of like what makes them unique, even though none of them are actually unique that it causes him to go absolutely insane. So, okay. I like that idea. So he is, he's gotten so ingrained within this yuppie culture, but he's the only one who's paying so much attention to the surface level stuff that he doesn't realize that he's kind of blended into it almost too well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. I see. I see that point. My what I, I was going to bring I, up. I don't know if I'm articulating. No. That no. Properly. No. I. Like I. I get what you're saying. I think what where I saw some differences where I was led to believe before I heard your theory, but I was led to believe that he didn't do any of it because the very first thing that you see him do when he's in the bar, he tries to pay for drinks with tickets, mm-hmm. which means he's living in like this weird delusion thing because they haven't expected they haven't uh, accepted tickets at this bar in forever. The bartender tells him as much. She literally is four feet in front of him making a drink. In the mirror, you see him be like, you're a fucking bitch, Bob, like yelling at her. Mm -hmm. There's no way she doesn't hear him. There's absolutely no way she doesn't hear him because he's that close to her and Mm -hmm. he's yelling this at her. But you're seeing the reflection of him, not what he's actually doing. So to me, that was a clear indication that he he's thinking that like that's in his head yeah that's what he's thinking he's not actually doing it which made me think that like everything that he that we see him do in the movie are just things are just delusions in his head that he wants to do to somebody Mm -hmm. but he doesn't actually do it Mm -hmm. like you're basically you're living out his his delusional fantasies basically in the movie yeah because even at the very end of the at the very end of the movie when he actually does start to have a mental break because in the beginning I think he still has a, a control over himself. Those are, you're 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 watching his thoughts, but he does have a mental break at the end of the movie. And it's the very first time when he's at the payphone that you see him downing pills. Mm-hmm. He clearly has a prescription for pills. Mm-hmm. My impression is that he was off of his meds, and that you're watching you're watching his downward spiral going from being normal to that but he, from point A to point B basically but he on this takes, downward spiral. But he takes a pill right before he kills Paul Allen. What pill does he take though? I don't know. And it's just one pill. Like it was, that's the it thing. It was a though. nondescript label. It's like just, you can't But it's just like one pill though. You don't see him popping pills all the time throughout the whole movie. Right. And you see him take the one pill there at the end of the movie he's downing the entire bottle like as if as if he knows he's missed taking his medicine or something like that, you know? So like my impression was that he didn't actually kill anybody. He just thinks that he did because that's what he wants to do. Mm. That's all. Like that I don't know. That was just like and judging from the way his his fiance uh, uh, talks to him or whatever, it's almost like she knows that sometimes he's a little crazy and she doesn't even pay any attention to it. 
Like he gets in these weird modes if he's not on his meds or whatever. Like, well, like she just plays she plays off of him very strangely. Well, that's another that's another weird thing about like you really should read the book because mm-hmm. in the book, well, and that's again, it's like is he actually saying this stuff to these people? Because Patrick himself is an unreliable narrator, so it's it's hard to know whether he's telling you the truth or not. But in the book, he'll actually say stuff horrible shit to other characters Mm -hmm. and because he's a young successful handsome put together guy everybody just thinks he's got a really dark sense of humor (laughs) oh you're you're so funny patrick i can't believe you would say that voicemail with with the lawyer right right he uh admits everything to him Mm -hmm. and the lawyer the lawyer says oh that was a that was the greatest joke but he thinks that he's joking as somebody else. Like, he calls him Davis. Sure. He doesn't even think he's Patrick Bateman. And that brought up another thing with me and Aaron. Is like, does Patrick... Wait, like, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. What was Jared Leto's character's name? Paul Allen. Allen. Okay, never mind. Go on. Um, maybe what we're seeing, and this kind of goes into, like, uh, what you were talking about with re- reflections, like we always see. Maybe... Because there's there's several characters in the movie who refer to Patrick as a nerd mm-hmm. or a loser or uh, a nutless, you know, like yeah. like some spineless wonder. Like maybe he's not exactly what is put forward for us to see as the audience. Like he he sees himself every time he looks in the mirror. He sees this like chiseled, sure. you know, perfect hair, like just this Adonis, right? I mean, in fairness, dude looked good. He, yeah, he, look, he <laughs> Not looked. Gonna lie. Yeah, he looked amazing. <laughs> but like, maybe, maybe that's not actually. Maybe that's not actually what. God, I can't remember our conversation. It was. You should. We should sit down aside from the show and and talk about this, the three of us, because mm-hmm. I I feel like this is one of those ones where we could have like a three or four hour conversation about it. But it's it's like, maybe his perception of himself is one thing like Mm -hmm. he sees himself as patrick bateman like this successful young executive and everybody else who has an opinion of him throughout the movie doesn't really think of him like that no everybody describes him as a loser Mm -hmm. so maybe he spent so much time doesn't he hang out with with lewis or whatever like they they say that at one point don't they well like uh friends with lewis and lewis is obviously like the the nerd no one respects him kind of thing. Well, and he's like, like he's having, he's having a conversation with Paul Allen and Paul Allen thinks that he's uh Marcus Halberstram. Yeah. Right. And he's like, like and he, he says something about Evelyn. He's like, yeah. Oh, she's hot. Oh God. I can't believe she's dating Patrick Bateman. Like mm-hmm. he's such a fucking nerd. Mm-hmm. And then when his own lawyer at the end of the movie says, Oh, Davis, you're so funny. Like that was uh, telling me that Bateman did all this stuff. Like he's so spineless. He could never do any of that. stuff. like, m- Maybe this projection of himself, what he's put forward for us to see, is not actually what he is. Like maybe he actually is a spineless, sure, gutless, but that, but nerdy that, and that loser. goes back to what I was saying about everything that we are seeing is just his fantasy. What if like he doesn't actually do any of that? That's just how what how if he wants to be. What if Lewis Carruthers, the nerdy guy, what if he's more like what if he's more like that? And that's why he when Lu- well and that's why when Lewis Carruthers maybe it's not so much that Lewis Carruthers came on to him like in a romantic way, but it was 
it was because he does he walks in to go strangle Lewis mm-hmm. in the bathroom, and there's the and when he first walks in, he's putting his gloves on. You see his reflection in like four different mirrors, yeah. and that's the Patrick Bateman that he knows. But like, what if? Like Lewis, Lewis kind of stands for everything that he hates. He's a nerd. Like he doesn't like he doesn't dress well like everybody else. Yeah, I don't know. I think there's I, I think there's I think there's like there's so much to this movie that you could dive into. No, it's, even even aside from even aside from reading the book, there's so much about the movie that you could dive into. And sure, and, th- and that's unfortunately and that's, this old Forester has hit my brain, <laughs> and I'm I'm having like a complete it's fine. fucking We're, brain fart. It's fine. We're over two hours anyway. Yeah, I I I hear what you're saying, and that's why I said when I said it earlier, I don't hate this movie. I just didn't care for what I didn't care for how it was presented. I think that's what it was. Yeah, I feel like in the hands of a uh, maybe a different director, a different writer, you know, what have you, I feel like maybe I'd like it better. So, because, you know, we're going back to, full circle here, back to the movie itself. You know, yeah, the themes are interesting. I'm not going to lie. The themes are interesting. The character of Bateman is interesting. Mm-hmm. But the movie itself, to me, just wasn't interesting. Like, mm. the movie itself, to me, was framed in a way I just didn't care about it. So, I'm at, I'm at like, a weird catch-22 with it. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of just kind of where I'm sitting. Maybe that'll change in the future. Who knows? But upon my first viewing, that's where I'm sitting with it. I think you need to watch it again. Hey, all I all I can give you is my impressions of my my first uh, my first watch. Oh no, that so. and that's that's fine. That's fine. I uh, I don't remember. I honestly don't remember how I felt about it the, the first time I saw it because mm-hmm. the first time I saw it, I was probably too young, and I uh, honestly. Probably didn't was, understand what was going on. I tried to find the interview or wherever it was this came from, uh, but I was reading online today an article about it, and it the the author was saying something along the lines that the director herself didn't care for the ending to the movie, like she, like she didn't handle the ending well, so and she, that it would and that she would have handled it very differently in retrospect. She, like felt, she doesn't like she really felt care like, about it. She felt like she left it too ambiguous. Mm-hmm. Because you and I having the conversation about, oh, well, did he actually kill all these people, or was it just his psychotic delusions? She didn't like that she left it ambiguous because, in her own mind, he absolutely did all of it. No, see, see, that's that's in interviews that I read. Her and the other writer say, "We'll never tell you what we actually thought." No, her direct quote is because, in my mind, he so did she's it. okay. Well, then here's the thing: that then she has changed her mind over the years. Because there is definitely interviews where she says she'll never say. No, she you're goes, thinking of Brett Easton no, Ellis. No, no, because she specifically says, I don't know what Brett Easton Ellis said. I was interpreting it just as much as he was. But but her interpretation, though, is extremely ambiguous, and she won't say whether whether he did it or not. So if that's the case, she's changed her story depending on whatever interview she's in. Yeah. Which doesn't really help trying to get to the bottom of it. <laughs> Maybe she's doing it on purpose. Maybe, maybe it's possible. Uh, Brett Easton Ellis. I listened to a, an interview with him. Uh, it was at the end of the audiobook where the guy asked him, "Like, does is did, did Patrick actually do any of it?" And he said, "When I was writing Patrick, Patrick was just telling me what he wanted to do." And he said, "I honestly, he said, I don't know to this day whether he did all this stuff or not." Man, it's writer speech. It's writer speech. Uh, 
But that's, that's I was taken over by my character when I was writing this book. Oh, writers <laughs> writers really are kind of insufferable in that way. Like yes, they're they they're are. so fucking full of themselves. Yep. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I you see. I locked myself into a cabin for six weeks, and the characters just flowed through me. I didn't even know I was writing half of the time. I could that's the, I, that's... <laughs> I could believe that if you were on the amount of drugs that like Stephen <laughs> King is on when he when he used to write. But... Touche, touche. But, um, anyway, though, I think that should be the end of the episode. Yeah, we're, I think we're uh, two eight in. So yeah, for sure. Uh, let us know what you think about American yeah. Psycho. Um, I know, I know that uh, I know that Josh mentioned something. Well, actually, he sent me a, a message about what did Josh... I think? Enter. Oh, okay. Josh. Josh. Who? <laughs> The only listener retro. <laughs> um, he wanted to know what I thought about Could the book, so I, I might actually have a deeper conversation with him about it, but uh, okay. we're going to get really deep. Oh, so he's going to hate my opinion on this, for sure. Oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Yeah, Much fuck like off. he hates most of your opinions fuck about off, everything. Josh. But, uh, yeah, that's American Psycho. Uh, I th- Yeah, I, I, think, uh, I think that's it. I think that we'll probably talk more about it, honestly. Off cam, off cam, off cam. Off cam. We're not, we're off not cam. cam. Off mic, we will. Um, yeah. Maybe so, maybe on cam. Maybe on our OnlyFans. Ooh. ooh <laughs> right. Right. Ooh, you'll talk about it while doing stuff to my can. Oh damn. <laughs> God, I like the way you think. All right. So once again, reminder: we won't be here next week. Yeah, we'll be back in. Uh, in we'll two be back weeks. in two weeks. So the seventh is it the seventeenth? I think my, so. Is my calendar, or at least our, our recording date, yeah. is the seventeenth. So nineteenth, it'll be out. Yep. Um, something like that. Nineteenth or twentieth. But so. uh, in the meantime, if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzed Kill PC. Uh, check all of our socials if you're following with the uh, slayoffs. Yeah. I painstakingly put together a gigantic graphic <laughs> for the entire bracket the other day. It took me fucking forever. <laughs> You'd think by now I'd, I'd learn how to work in Photoshop faster. <laughs> and I do know how to work on it fast. I just overcomplicate everything. Um, but that took me forever to put together. But it's there now. Hey, so we have a... Uh, work smarter, not harder. Yeah, right. Yeah. But now we have an entire bracket for you to look at so you can keep up with it. Um, <laughs> let us know, though, if you if you disagree with us. Keep letting us know what you disagree with because uh, that's fun. Reg- yeah. Regarding the slayoffs or just like our general lifestyle. Yeah. Let us know if you disagree. Yeah. And if, you, we'll t- if you disagree with how we live our lives, that's we'll, fine too. We'll probably tell you to go fuck yourself. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Cancel culture. <laughs> fuck. Get canceled. We're canceling your ass. All right. Uh, that's it for this week. We'll see you in two weeks. And uh, Michael? Hey, James. Cheers, bud. Cheers, sir. Have a good night. Adios. <laughs>